calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, this is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. everybody and welcome to a a brand new spoiler review for doctor strange and the multiverse of madness here from the geek buddies well you demanded it you wanted it and now it is here we tried to do it a few days ago but unfortunately one of our brethren was a little bit down uh and he is back to normal now we're at full strength going strong to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the sequel to the original Doctor Strange that kind of um, ropes in a bunch of other movies that have come before this, as well as the WandaVision series and the What If series that we recently got the Disney Plus uh, Marvel side of things on their TV show side. So we're going to talk about all of that and we're going to spoil it all. So we're talking about the bat. This is a spoiler, 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 spoiler review. So if you have not seen it, get your butt up off the chair and go see it then come on back and hit play from where you paused on this video. Leave it up so we'll get the view and then can pick it up from here uh, for sure. And we're going to get into all of it. Uh, but first, we want to introduce ourselves. I'm the outlaw, John Roca, writer, producer, and host here on the Outlaw Nation and the Geek Buddies. Mike. I am Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies. The reason that this is happening today instead of Monday, and I also have a rat on my shoulder. 
You know, if you're going to have a negative opinion about a movie, having a uh, stuffed animal on your shoulder kind of helps people to like if you guys. People. If you guys get mad what I say, just remember, I've got Remy on my shoulder. <laughs> Remy's pulling his hair, telling him what to say. And I was Shannon. And yes, this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor where you may have seen me on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Silicon Valley, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. A Marvel uh, Marvel property that did not get referenced in this movie. Oh, yeah, it's true. too bad. More should it ever be referenced. I mean, okay, let's, let's, settle uh, down there. <laughs> and also, let's give a big thank you to Carbon Health at Power Who Powers and Sponsors, the Outlaw Nation and the Geek Buddies. They're so, they've been with us for a few months now. They're so great. And I hope you all are taking advantage of uh, their great services that they've got. I went in for my fourth booster shot this afternoon. I am good to go. I don't want to be getting any of this stuff with Star Wars Celebration on the cor- on the precipice, rather. But if you do, if you're worried, if you if you got concerns about it and you want to go get tested, Carbon Health is a great place to go do it. They've done over 2 million tests. Uh, they've got 100-plus locations in, uh, in the United States, 50-plus locations alone in California. They've got an app there that you can go and check a look and see if they've got virtual care for you or... Um, uh, in-person care available, sometimes day of care for you. So go to carbonhealth.com, get checked out today. They believe that everyone deserves good health care. Whether you're a slave to the dark hold or not, you deserve to get some good health care from Carbon Health overall. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get it going here tonight and let's talk about it. This is, as I said, the sequel of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. This is right now well over 550 million dollars at the box office pretty incredible haul for that movie um there have been overwhelmingly positive reviews but there have been some people who have not liked it quite as much some reviewers who have not quite fallen in that camp and it is only at 76 percent, which isn't a high number for the mcu so clearly there are more people out there who didn't 100 percent like the sam raimi kevin feige approach to this one the Michael Waldron script in this one and the way they played some of these characters out. But certainly a lot of people did to put it at the 76%. And I think it's around that 80 something low eighties in the, uh, in the uh, audience score as well. So gentlemen, I go to you too, uh, to start with Michael, as we always do, you've had a few days, you had some time to think about, it. maybe you saw it again, thoughts overall on this movie. And remember this is a spoiler review. So you can go into whatever you want to go into as you talk about your general overall thoughts here uh, on this movie. Well, I think part of the reason that this movie is so divisive is because there's two different things happening here. And one is, if you are a Sam Raimi fan uh, and you love Sam Raimi, you probably love this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie gives you all the Raimi vibes. I'm not a Sam Raimi disliker, but I'm not a huge Sam Raimi fan either. And so that part of the movie didn't really uh, do it for me. And although, and we'll get into the details when we get into the specifics of the movie, although I basically like the setup, I like what goes on, like I think everything that's there is a solid movie, the execution left me wanting. I think that there was some big leaps in character development, some big plot leaps, uh, some big reveals that I feel like we could have made more of a meal of. So although this is by no means my least favorite uh, Marvel movie, it's further down the list than it is for other people. So I'm definitely not going to hate on everything about the movie. I think there's a lot of really good things in the movie, and I think there's a lot of things that I like the ideas of and I wish we had delved into more of. But for the way that a lot of people are responding, this definitely wasn't it for me. Not not my favorite Marvel movie. 
this guy, this guy, always politicking this guy. Shannon McClung, talk to me. You, you of the three of us, I think you're the one who liked it the most. So, talk to me about your feelings. I don't know if you've probably gone to see it again. You, you go see Marvel mo- movies multiple times, just kind of really savor them. So, what are your thoughts now, with a few days of distance from uh, seeing it the first time here on this uh, on this movie? Well, I will. My expectations going into this were sky high, and what brought them back down what lowered the bar for me was reading your tweet after you saw it uh that it was a unfortunate entry into the mcu oh no okay well that was actually the best thing for me to read oh because i went in going like okay let's see what happens and for the majority of the movie i had a blast i mean we we got to the end uh of our screening and i would say most people in our group of I don't know, 15 or 20, most people were definitely leaning towards your your thought, hmm. Roka, okay. that it was just like, man, not so sure about this. For me, I was like, hey, y'all a bunch of stick in the muds. That was a blast. <laughs> um, because I did have a lot of fun. And and I I do recognize, or rather I did recognize watching that first that first screening that like, yeah, there are some things that they're not quite, they're not quite sticking the landing with everything but this is a lot of fun and the only there was a moment towards the end that i was kind of like okay i think you're going a little too far here um but by the end i really did i I really had a good time like that was a that was a blast that was what a ride i went and saw it again i can't remember if it was the next day or the day after but i Mm. went by myself um and it was a matinee not a lot of people and a lot of those moments that didn't really quite land for me in the first screening, like they they landed with a thud yeah. with that second screening. And I got to the end of it and I was kind of like, OK, yeah, that was that was a fun ride. Maybe not a ride I need to go on again. Yeah. And I had a situation where I needed to kill some time. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I'll go see Doctor Strange again. Wait, a third time? I went. Yeah, I went. Uh, third time. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody listening needs to know that a thing that Shannon does that I don't fully understand and his wife certainly doesn't understand is when he has time to kill, he will go into a movie theater to see a movie that he has seen just so he can take a nap. Uh, did you nap through the third time? Did you nap? I, did, the third I didn't nap through it. Okay. But right. but I definitely picked up. Uh, picked and chose the spots where I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to tune out now. (laughs) And uh, so on that third screening, just watching the stuff that I liked, I was like, okay, it's interesting because for me, all the pieces are here. Like all the pieces are here. Totally. But I don't know. I don't know um, if they were, if everything connected the way they should. I mean, they're definitely critical thoughts that I have, which, you know, we'll get into, but yeah, I mean, like right now I would kind of put it, it's it's probably above Age of Ultron for me. I mean, it's probably it's in the lower the lower half. But again, because it was so self-contained, yeah. Um, the the movie going off the rails. If that's what you felt, it, like I was like, okay, this isn't going to hurt the MCU as a universe in the long run because again, it was such a self-contained story. Yeah. All right, you two gentlemen have had your time. I, I will say this: I I, I saw it again. And what Shannon said is correct. The, the stuff that doesn't work really, really doesn't work on a second or third viewing. And it becomes very, like a big neon sign. And I think you're right, Shannon and Michael, you said this as well. The pieces were all there. 
I mean, this is like, I'm going to make a sports analogy. This is like you hand. I don't get coach. it. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. Fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sports ball. You hand a showrunner a bunch of great writers, and the showrunner goes back the default to what they did back in the 1990s and 1980s that got them famous. And what you churn out with these great writers is a story that's uneven. Some of the episodes work, some of the episodes don't. And overall, you get Moon Knight. So to me, this is what I got at the end of Multiverse of Madness. I didn't 100% like, I mean, the first 20 minutes, I know some people have complained about the first 20 minutes. The first 20 minutes is the best part of the movie. I was having a great time with the first 20 minutes. I like, okay, America like this. Great, great. We're going to have time with, we're going to get introduced. We're going to see her powers. We're going to see the dark hold. Okay, I get it. I've got a little bit of the what if stuff in my mind. I got the idea of the multiverse going on because it would happen with No Way Home. Okay, cool. I'm down. And we're already introducing America. Great. Boom. Let's do something. And we get the fun thing with him being dead and burying, and then they head on off. And then we get to Wanda. And I think when we get to Wanda is when the film absolutely shit the bed for me. Because to me, at the end of WandaVision, she apologized to Monica. She knew she did wrong brainwashing these people. She was in a bad place about everything. And she wanted, and, and the show let her off. The show, which we criticized when we watched her, or at least I did. The show kind of let her off easy on this whole thing. She got to say a sweet goodbye to her kids. A very sweet goodbye to uh, to Vision Daddy. And she got to say all of that beautiful moment. And then we cut to a scene where she's in the dark hold and looking at the dark hold. And you're like, okay, why are we doing this? What's the point of this? And if the point was to completely wipe out WandaVision by having to repeat the same mistakes only worse in this movie, then I don't understand why you did the show. And when you hear Sam Raimi saying, well, I didn't really watch the show. I watched some relevant scenes. Uh, you know, th that's an insult in itself. And Michael Waldron, who wrote the script here, it's the second time he writes a strong female character that selfishly goes after what they want rather than thinking about the big picture when the other men are trying to tell her to think about the big picture. This was a little frustrating of a pattern to see with Michael Waldron. I like that he writes these strong, powerful women. Great. But then he makes them make these very small, petty decisions with all this power that they possess. And it's a little frustrating to see this pattern and having it play out for Wanda, turning her into a villain. The smart, I think the smarter thing would have been there was another Wanda that was the villain in another universe that was trying to get into control of the Darkhold. So this Wanda understands from what she experienced with WandaVision how to go and battle her. And they go toe to toe with, with uh, Steven and other people involved. And that would have been a better film for me uh, to have her be beholden to the dark hold and she's being manipulated by something red to be unreasonable and angry and killing people feel the subtext there. It was a little frustrating to see that throughout the movie. And I just a hundred percent didn't think it worked for me because of wanted. Now, that being said, there are periods in this movie where I was enjoying it, where I did find myself enjoying what Sam was doing. I don't hate Sam Raimi. I think Sam Raimi is good for a certain type of film. And he's only good for a certain type of film. And anything past that, he does not have the intellectual depth or the ability to construct a movie that will bring the hammer home. Spider-Man 2 is the anomaly, but if you go back and watch it now, it's a bit dated. Um, a Drag Me to Hell is a good damn movie. A Simple Plan is a good damn movie. But I don't recall getting emotionally moved by a Sam Raimi movie maybe twice in my entire time of watching Sam Raimi. So to me, I just thought this was the wrong director for these great characters who had gone through so much in those movies and in WandaVision and in What If to play a simplistic horror movie 
in the end. And that just really frustrated me because there was a there was a lot to explore here emotionally from a human point of view that I think would have been fantastic in a better director's hands. Maybe even the Russo brothers could have come in and done a wonderful Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So it just didn't work for me. And one more thing, I know I'm talking a long time. Sorry, one more thing. The America stuff didn't work for me in the end at all. In fact, I think you should have removed America completely from the movie, given Christine that time, because that way, if you're going to keep her a villain, you have Christine as another woman talking to Doctor Strange about, hey, think about this. Try to understand her. Try to understand what's happening. Think about what she's going through. Think about We didn't get that. There was no other counsel there for him. Having Christine go along on this journey, move America, have America have her own series like Ms. Marvel, that would have been a way, better way to introduce her rather than the way they kind of bastardized her origin story, which it was her fault that sent her mothers through the portal. When in the, when the, in the comics, it is not her fault at all. Her mother, their mother sacrificed themselves to save that universe um, and what have you. So to me, just overall, I thought there was a lot of drop balls here, even though there are sequences that worked in the movie. So um, let's, and we, we're going to answer your stream live super chats as we go along here on the show. So please feel free to send in. Uh, Micah, go back to you. How did you feel they handled Wanda? Did you like the way they handled Wanda? As I pointed out my issues with, did you like what they did with her throughout the movie, turning her into villain, having her attack, uh, um, uh, what is it, Ajatar, whatever it is, whatever it's called. Have her attack the, yeah, yeah, Kumatash, Karmatash, whatever it is, have an attack, and then start to wipe out people, and then get to the cameos and wipe them all out. And in the end, she realizes only at the end, miraculously, that oh maybe this isn't the right path to be walking well so i don't i wanda's a tricky thing i don't fully agree with you because yep. i think giving all of that agency to some bad wanda kind of takes us away from telling any kind of cool interesting story wanda's gonna be a villain like scarlet witch is gonna be a villain it is they are clearly building towards where we get to at the beginning of house of m where wanda has is so powerful and has done so much that the entire MC Marvel universe is like, I think we gotta kill her. Like, I, I don't know what else to do. Like, that is clearly where they're going. Um, what I, so I, I don't, and like I kind of said at the beginning, like, I think the basic structure of Multiverse of Madness is completely sound. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange is struggling with, I've saved the universe, but my life is kind of shitty and I'm not really happy. What do I do about that? Yep. Wanda wants those kids. That is completely clear and is in keeping with where we leave her at the end of WandaVision. America Chavez can go through dimensions. Wanda needs that ability. Like all, everything makes sense. I have no issue with any of this. And I see a lot of people, a lot of debate about the Darkhold. So I'm gonna be really clear. Wanda being overtaken by the Darkhold totally makes sense. Totally valid. Having that happen, between movies where we don't see it yeah. and having Wanda be super, super mustache twirly evil as soon as we meet her, I think is a missed opportunity yeah. and is where a lot of people are getting stuck up. Um, I, I saw the same post credit sequence that everybody else did. Wanda was yeah. astral projecting and studying that dark hold and that is clearly not a good book because it is creepy and old and probably smells really nasty. It's bad news. Um, so that totally makes sense. But starting Doctor Strange 2 with her basically like, I sent demons, I'm gonna kill a bitch, is a leap from the Wanda that we yeah. saw at the end of WandaVision. 
I kind of feel like I wanted to ease into that. I would have loved a movie where she says something like, yeah, okay, I sent a demon to get her. Who else are you going to send to get someone through multi-dimensions? But I'm not going to kill her. I'm just going to do this. And I would love to see those stages happen throughout the movie where Wanda keeps making little, uh, little sort of, okay, well, maybe I'll do this. All right, well, maybe this is okay. Well, okay, dreamwalking is okay. And get her to the point where she's ready to kill America. And, like, watch us go on that journey. I want to watch Wanda go from where she was at the end of WandaVision pre-post-credits to the Wanda that was killing the Illuminati with abandon and was going crazy. I'm totally fine with her getting to that point. I'm totally fine with Wanda having a lot of issues with having all of this power and wondering what to do with it. And I think that some of what Sam Raimi did, Wanda in the mirror dimension, Wanda, like there were some really, really cool Wanda moments. And Mm. even though I didn't love it, look, watching the Scarlet Witch go fucking to town on the Illuminati and kill them. If you love Scarlet Witch, there's there's a thrill to that. That I have thoughts on that too. But so, so just like to the whole dark hold of it all, like, if you're going to say Wanda was overtaken by the Darkhold, if you're going to say that all that is happening, great. Mm-hmm. I just wish we would have seen more of that as opposed to them just using that as the reason to make her super evil right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. My Shannon, thoughts on how they handled Wanda? What are your thoughts on, on the overall storyline coming out of WandaVision, coming out of what we saw? All the, uh, you know, her, her losing vision, her losing vision twice in, in, in uh, Infinity War. Um, you know, all that she's endured losing her brother, watching get killed as, a, as Quicksilver. Like she's dealt with a lot, and through Wandavision, we deal with her trauma, and we almost—I mean—we're asked to forgive her by the end of the show. So why turn her into a villain for this movie here, uh, and end up with her killing herself for God's sake? Well, well I don't—I ag- don't agree that they asked the audience to forgive her. Dead. I don't—I don't—I don't agree with that at all because there was no remorse. I mean, she like you like uh, uh, to Monica, she, didn't you? No, well, yeah, Monica said, "Look, we every anyone would have done what you have. I would have done the same thing yeah, for my mom if I'd had that power." And right. so, you know, there was no remorse. I think it was more, "I'm I'm going to peace out." Like she didn't stick around for the consequences because yeah. basically they can't make they can't do anything to her. And so the fact that she. Uh, gets with this book and this book that is clearly bad. Um, the fact that she would be under the influence, thats to me, that's not a stretch at all. That totally makes sense. I mean, when they announced this movie, I was kind of like, I wonder if she can be that guy. Yeah, um, Because that certainly seems where it was headed. Now, I don't disagree with what Vogel said that we maybe should have seen a little bit. Now, I don't think we need to get halfway down the movie to to get like she makes a decision here a decision there i think you can do that right up front but i also think like elizabeth olsen did such an amazing job absolutely i I think if sam raimi had maybe given her a little more uh room for some nuance in that performance then you you wouldn't have had the mustache twirly wanda i think you would have seen that this is someone under the influence of a darker power who is still overcome with the grief of losing her kids um so that that honestly didn't bother me. Like I understand, I understand the point, but that was not something that took me out of it. Again, mm-hmm. I was enjoying it enough. I mean, you know, art is subjective. Like well, if, if if there's a speed bump in the storytelling, then you're not you might not be into the story that much if you can if you can start to pick everything out. Yeah. Um, and because I was enjoying it, especially that first time, it didn't that didn't bother me. But I do see, especially um when strange comes to visit her, like I really wish we would have seen a little bit more of the 
fractured Wanda at that point. Yeah. Like she was a little too calm um, to be under the influence of a of a dark yeah. evil relic. Yeah, um, it, it, and one other okay. one other thing that I was going to add in. I mean, are, are we going to talk the Illuminati? Should I yeah, save yeah, it for course, the Illuminati? Course, save the Illuminati? All right, I'm going to save, save it for the Illuminati. Illuminati. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, but I, Strange doesn't sense that she's kind of broken the rules here. I mean, they just, they, they conveniently had certain people play stupid about certain things when they've got incredible amount of powers. Totally and, agree. <laughs> right, for the overall, like... <laughs> Uh, pursuit of this thing and it was a little frustrating and I you know I, I called out I should have been a little more clear in calling out Michael Waldron in my initial tweets because I went after Sam Raimi for my own personal reasons because I think Sam Raimi does goofy horror and it really doesn't work for me on some on some projects and it does work for me on others and I felt this wasn't the right place for that but Michael Waldron's script did Elizabeth Olsen no favors either she was really working overtime to try to make give some levels and nuance and depth as you mentioned Shannon to the character sorry Mike you were going to say something I just want to throw that in I just wanted to reiterate what Shannon said, which is, I do think Elizabeth Olsen fucking killed it. Oh, yeah. I think Elizabeth Olsen can play Scarlet Witch as long as she wants to, and I'm good. And, I mean, and I think this is actually maybe another issue with the film in a Doctor Strange movie, mm -hmm. but I think most people's favorite part was Scarlet Witch. Like, this could have been Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness yeah. with Doctor Strange and, uh, like, like... Wanda is clearly the star of this movie. Yes. Not that not that there's not great stuff with Christine and and Strange and that there's other stuff going on, but the fact that Wanda overpowers this movie so completely is both a testament to Elizabeth Olsen and how much people love her playing this role, but also kind of a little bit of a problem as well. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so, yeah, and, and, and you know, you just kind of go down that path. And do you? I mean, the idea of the Darkhold like controlling her wouldn't it have been a stronger thing that she was studying the dark hole to master it to contain it to you to to fight against it in case the, the the world would need her to step up in a certain way to fight against it that would have been more interesting and then she slips as you said michael she thinks she's doing the right things but she kind of gets closer and closer and as she gets closer things start to change she's not really aware of you know all those kinds of things that would be a more that would have been a more interesting layer I mean take to the approach of the story than what we just got. I'm a villain. I need her power. Fuck her. I want my kids. Fuck you. Uh, it just, what? Uh, it just seemed really small. And someone mentioned in the chat, which I think was great, was that the moment where she looks at the people at Westview and they're scared of her? Why does she need to learn that lesson again when the twins look at her and they're scared of her at the end of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Well, sure, except her kids being scared of her at the end is one of the better moments in this movie. I mean, like that moment where she finally gets there and she gets what she wants and America figures out that that's the thing and gives her what she wants and those kids want nothing to do with her. Mm -hmm. Like that is one of the more, like that is emotionally, that's an emotionally powerful moment. Like that works. Okay. I was I checking out by then, but yeah, right. But, but I, so I think it's like, you know, I, I try not <laughs> like, even though as a writer, I do this all the time, like Shannon and I do this, you and I do this, like we, yes, you can go into the movie, you can rewrite everything and say, this is the movie I want to see. But in like judging no, the movie- I want to see, the movie they deserve. There's a difference. I'm not but, trying to make a, I don't like criticism like that. People go like, oh, it's because it's it wasn't the movie you wanted to see. No, 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 no. I wanted to see a good movie that made sense for the characters that we were pitched and we were- uh, we have invested in for multiple movies and TV series. So, right, but I mean, I think that in but I think that in general, the dark an evil book that has a picture of the Scarlet Witch in it because she yeah. is destined to be the Scarlet Witch that takes a hold of her. 
that's valid. That's comic yeah. book 101. I've seen that in comic books like, sure, sure. All, all my life. So Absolutely. I think that's a completely valid thing to do to kind of push Wanda over the edge. I understand what you're saying about, in a lot of ways, her arc in WandaVision and what happens in this movie kind of are a little bit of the same. Yeah. So ha finding some nuance or ways to sort of make it different, I think would have been really, really good. Yeah. But in general, I don't have an issue with what they chose to do with Wanda. It's like I said, and Shannon may be right. Like maybe like maybe maybe waiting till halfway through the movie is too far. But I think we could have just eased her into, oh, she's a hold of the dark hold dark hold and is gonna kill a kid a little bit more from where we left her at the end of WandaVision. Yeah. And I, I wonder these people who are like saying Sam Raimi brought, you know, it was unique voice, a new, you know, a new approach to it. And I'm like, what are you talking well, about? The book is the thing in the evil dead that makes them go crazy. The book is the thing here that makes her go crazy. The, the Dutch angles are all here. Zombies are all, I mean, it's all the same stuff he's done before. The only, there's nothing new that Sam Raimi brought other than we hadn't seen this in the MCU, but we've seen this from Sam Raimi in multiple projects. So it's like, it's like hiring Guy Ritchie and he, he, he turns, uh, he turns the defenders into a bunch of Cockney speaking criminals. And you're like, Whoa, Guy Ritchie did something really new here. It was really interesting. He's, like, no, he's fucking <laughs> done the same thing he's done every time. He just put it in the MCU. <laughs> It's a very uh, specific. <laughs> no, I can think of on the fly. <laughs> or have Tarantino and everyone saying the N word for two hours. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, let's move on to America Chavez. Uh, that's another one of the uh, uh, big uh, reveals in the in the film. You know, as I said, I saw the first twenty minutes of CinemaCon. I was really excited. I really was. I love the first twenty minutes. I was like, yes, here we go, America doing her thing. And yeah, did I like that she's speaking Spanish when she doesn't know that? No, no, but you allow it if the overall the story is going to work. Um, but they essentially turned her, in my opinion, into just a damsel in distress for nine tenths of the movie. She's either screaming, freaking out, not knowing what to do with her powers, or you know, even ha or having these small conversations with Doctor Strange as they're walking the streets. Um, and yes, going through the universes that was awesome. Absolutely, you're not going to find me complaining about that. It was fucking great. But with her, it wasn't until the end. And then Doctor Strange goes to self-help 101 and reads the first two lines of the first chapter. And all of a sudden, she's like, oh, now I figured it out. It, it was ridiculous. So uh, in my opinion. So, gentlemen, am I wrong on this? What did you think about how America? I'll go back to Shannon. I started with Mikey on, uh, on uh, Wanda. What do you think, Shannon? Was America handled well or terribly? I mean, or, okay. I, no, I think I think there's problem. It's probably someplace in the middle. Um, I, you know, she basically was hired to run and scream, um, which which is a, which is a shame. Um, yeah. To to the point that you were making, like how come she you know didn't use her powers? Like you know, it's like her being a kid. I I don't knock the knock the writer for that because it's like no, that makes sense. This is a child who who does not understand this power that they have. I mean, they don't know how to use it. She she all she knows is that uh, it it killed her parents po possibly. It sucked them into another yeah. universe, and that she can only sort of get in touch with it when she gets upset. Right. So in terms of that, like I I don't fault the writers at all. I do wish they had come up with a better emotional connection for strange and America, because that it was to me, it was not there at all. Like, I mean, they, they got to share their past and that, that memory, that memory lane section. Um, but other than that, it's like America could have been with any of yeah. our, of our Marvel heroes. Like, why was it strange? Like to me, it just, that connection was um, a little weak though. I did really enjoy when she finally 
got a got control of her powers and sure. started kicking Wanda's ass. I mean, like that. Again, I was on the ride at that point. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a blast. <laughs> Watching it again, it's like, yeah, they kind of they kind of did America Chavez dirty here. But my guess is we're gonna we're gonna see her again. You know, they didn't do Thor great the first time either, yeah. and now he's one of the MCU faves. So. Yeah, you can be mad at me, but I mean, handing the control of a um, of a Latina who is a lesbian in the comic books um, to a white writer, oh, a white director. I think she's bisexual. She's a bisexual. Sorry, I think she's bisexual. To a white writer, a white director. I think to me it was a massive mistake. Now I know Victoria Alonso is, of course, very involved in these things, uh, and she's a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So uh, you know, I understand that. But how I think Jacques Schaefer would have been a, a, a welcome voice in this. I think there could have been somebody involved in the production that would have said that hey you're doing america dirty here she's a latina let's introduce her in a different way let's let her stand out you know we don't have that many latinos or latinas in this universe so let's make sure it's a good introduction not just a fucking damsel in distress for nine tenths of the movie it's very insulting and i've read a number of articles from a couple of female uh, comic book writers uh, or comic book uh, um, reviewers who were speaking about how insulted they were. They're Latinas and writing how insulted they were about the introduction of America Chavez. It's a very important character for a lot of people in the world of comics. And you can adjust origins. So there's nothing wrong with that. But make it make sense and make her still somewhat powerful, somewhat strong. And I, I think a number of the women in this movie were done dirty by the script and, and by some of the direction by Raimi. So, but Michael, what do you think about how America was introduced? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you think it could have been, there could have been more they could have done here? From a bigger, from a bigger, like, this is what the setup of the movie is, I think it's very, like, in, with so much going on, like, it was a very simple and clear introduction. Like, yep, sure. she can hop universes. She has an ability. Yep. Uh, Doctor Strange is trying to help her get back to wherever she needs to be, and Wanda wants that ability to get her kids. Like, it's a very clear setup. So, it's like, sometimes when you start to pull apart the pieces, it, the whole thing falls apart. It's like a house of cards, and I think... Her being introduced the way that she was and being someone who's not in control of her powers yet, particularly because she's younger in the movie than she is when we meet her in the comics, I'm kind of okay with. I think she's a little bit less spunky and confident than she yeah. is in the comics. Again, a lot of characters are slightly different. I think to your point though, and I think that you don't, I don't know how you avoid being a screaming damsel in distress because by the midpoint of this movie, everyone, whether you were male or female, was a screaming damsel in distress because Wanda was coming for you and she was the most powerful thing you'd ever seen. She killed everybody. So I think that to a degree, it's <laughs> just the momentum. It is like everyone they is just running. They were all cocky. The, all the Illuminatis were cocky and got smoked. Yeah, they and they like, got killed they and everyone scared. else was running. Uh, sure. They will for the five minutes that they were on screen, they weren't scared and they were clearly wrong. But like yeah, everyone right. else, I mean, like the back half of the movie is Christine, Strange, and America just yeah. running from Wanda. So it's like that. I I don't think them. I do think a place, and I think this kind of does double duty. I think one of the things that some people, even in the chat a little bit, and I put something on Twitter about it, the rules of the multiverse between the time variance authority getting destroyed at the end of Loki and what that means for the creation of the multiverse and Spider-Man No Way Home and now Multiverse of Madness are getting a little weird and for Marvel getting a little muddy. There's a yeah. lot of confusion. I don't think they've made any huge mistakes. It's getting a little confusing. In America Chavez, yeah. we have a character who has been traversing the multiverse for a good chunk of her life. 10 years. And so, so instead of when we get to the world that the Illuminati are on, Instead of, you know, having that memory lane scene, which was kind of weird and, you know, talking about pizza balls, I think you really could have used America as a character to like 
explain more of the multiverse because yes. this is where she is an expert and especially a movie that's all about strange needing to learn to let go and that he can't always be the one in charge to meet this kid who has an area of expertise that he knows nothing about that is just very natural i think it would have added a nice layer to her character to show how smart and even though she thinks that she's a disaster and she can't control her powers and she doesn't know what to do yeah. that would have been a good inkling to both strange and the audience that this girl's maybe a little bit more capable than she thinks she is she has figured out the multiverse she has survived some really weird shit and i think delving into that and learning a little bit more would have done double duty we would have as an audience it would have been kevin feige's opportunity to be like hey Here's a little bit of Multiverse 101 from America Chavez. And it also would have shown her being a bit more capable so that when she is running for the back half of the movie, because Wanda's coming after her, it wouldn't have felt like she was that for the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Right, look, those are great points, Michael. Again, there was a better way to write this character. There's a better way to put her in this movie. But I'm seeing a pattern of how some of these female characters are treated here, and I just don't like it, man. I don't like it. I'm not trying to be a feminist. I'm not trying to stand out. There are things you're seeing, and I'm noticing as you're watching and as an analyst, which is my job here, I'm noticing those things and they're popping out and we're starting to see it more and more and it is getting a little frustrating. And I would encourage any white male writer to go and talk to women and have conversations with them and say, hey, does this look like a cool uh, thing, an arc for my female character? Please, for the love of God, allow them to talk to you and listen to them. I know uh, plenty of women have changed my perception on certain storylines and certain shows or movies from the past that I've had to reevaluate because I didn't see, because I just accepted it as truth, because it's just your blind spots that you have as a dude. And I think there are some blind spots that are popping up in some of the writing here, and certainly some of the writing of America Chavez. I mean, like someone, like you pointed out, Michael, and someone pointed out in the chat, she's been surviving for 10 years in the multiverse. She's got a lot of abilities here to survive if she survived for 10 years. She's not, she isn't newt hiding in the grate from the alien. She's been around for 10 years. As a teenager, there must be some kind don't of you, skill here. Don't you talk bad about Newt? She I'm survived. Not. You you wouldn't have survived. You wouldn't I have wouldn't done have. what Newt did. I've been I've been dead. <laughs> That's for damn sure. As big as I am, but no. The, so I just wonder about all of that, and and I want to make sure that the, you know we we kind of put a spotlight on it because that needs to kind of we, we get more fleshed out storylines. Enough with the dude always figuring out the woman sacrificing herself. Black Widow. You got so many of them. So it just it just gets a little annoying when you look at it, for sure. Um, another thing I want to bring, let's just talk about the Illuminati thing, since let's, let's move on to that. That happens in the middle of the movie. By here. the way, I do want to point out, just yes. off, we should talk about the Illuminati now. I do want to point out that we are almost 40 minutes into our Doctor Strange 2 review, and yeah. we're talking about everything except Doctor Strange, which is a problem with this movie. <laughs> but yes, let's talk about, but no, but let's talk about the Illuminati. Let's talk about the Illuminati. We'll get to Strange. We'll get to Strange. <laughs> and we'll get to your questions and your thoughts and comments, so keep sending them in as we go along here. Uh, He's uh, the finale. He's the finale. <laughs> uh he's a zombie you know um <laughs> all right let's talk about the illuminati mike i go back to you this is happens in the middle of the near the middle of the movie this is what all the cameos this is essentially the spider-man no way home moment um and here here they come the illuminati uh, and it was a cool moment we get some great fan casting john krasinski is uh, reed richards which a lot of people have wanted to see the return of professor x with patrick stewart which is a hell of a swerve because stewart said in interviews he had turned down feige about coming back to play Professor X, and there he is popping in. We get Anson Mount coming back as Black Bolt. It's you know, it's a mountain sauce right now, and, and Santa sauce right now. He is in a lot of things. Uh, we see, um, uh, we see uh, Maria Rambeau coming in as the Captain Marvel in that universe, and Captain Britain. We get uh, to see Haley Atwell 
who says she can do this all day, and then she's sliced up in half. So uh, there's so much that, and poor Mordo gets stuck in a moat, apparently, uh, which is really insulting. Somebody... Again, a character of color <laughs> putting him in the fucking moat. I just ugh, think. Somebody, so, somebody right, texted Michael... me and was like, Mordo, Mordo's been in two Doctor Strange movies and has done nothing. Yeah. You can really give Mordo something to do. Yeah. So. Uh, I was super stoked. I and, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, one saying? last thing. And they all think they can take on Wanda as if Wanda doesn't exist in their universe. It's fascinating. Anyway, go ahead. Well, and here's where. Okay, I think the Illuminati was a great idea. I yes. love. I was like, when, as soon as we found out that Illuminati was confirmed in their movie, movie, I was super excited. I was yeah, super yeah. stoked. How is this going to tie in? Again, how is this going to tie into the bigger picture of what they're doing with the multiverse? How is this going to work with this movie? What are these characters going to mean? Are they going to be the antagonists? Are they going to have to help? Like, how, so many questions. And then they all got introduced. Okay, really cool moment. And then five minutes later, they were dead. And I totally get, again... There is a certain thrill in just watching Wanda fucking cut loose. And so on some level, as a sequence, it's a very, very, very fun sequence. Sure. But again, bigger picture, you introduced all these major things. It's a little bit of like the Quicksilver in WandaVision issue again. Mm. You introduced Professor X. We've got mutant confirmed. This whole thing happened. We never talk about him being like Doctor Strange doesn't ask any questions of the Illuminati like who are you people how do you, like there it's all it all kind of like it all just barrels into Wanda showed up and we're gonna kill her and then you have all of these characters that are supposed to be like this world's Avengers and they get taken out easier than Thanos took out our Avengers like it was it was yeah. so fast and like I like you know like the whole cap like even though I think some of the memes I've seen about Captain Carter and I could do this all day and no she couldn't are very funny it's like this is this world's Captain America yeah like this is like it, it it's like you wanted her to be as badass as Steve Rogers but she didn't get a chance to be like you wanted to see Maria Rambo cut loose and be like that's gonna be awesome but you didn't get to see it like Reed Richards is finally here and who he's the smartest man in the Marvel Universe and within one line tells Wanda how to beat Black Bolt. Like, it's, it was just like, they were all introduced so clearly to be cannon fodder for this Wanda sequence that none of them got to really be as awesome as they could be. So again, the Illuminati being introduced and the Illuminati all getting killed by Wanda, not a horrible idea, but maybe like if some of them had tried to help Christine and Strange and had, and you had done the whole horror movie trope where they're all trying to get to the location, but one by one by one they're going down, but they yeah. each get a heroic moment. Like Captain Carter dying because she stays behind to be like, you guys go, this is more important. I can do this all day. And then she sacrifices herself. Like there was just a way to do exactly what they did. Like Wanda can kill everybody because Wanda is that powerful, but giving each of them a moment to shine that would have made the movie more fun. And instead, we kind of just got this really, really quick sequence where she just went, boom, 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 you're dead. And as fun as it was, I think it would have been more fun to give those characters a little bit more time. Yeah, God forbid. Shannon, thoughts on how they handled the Illuminati here? I mean, I get it. Look, if you're a Sam Raimi, as you said, if you're a Sam Raimi fan, the self-contained story, you love this moment. You're like, oh, cool, gore, people getting cut in half, and they thought they were cool and smug, and they got destroyed. It almost seems like how big of a dick was Doctor Strange if he's the one that couldn't fit in with these smug motherfuckers? But, like, you get this back and forth, and you see these people make just colossally stupid mistakes, and in the end, she absolutely toasts them. So it almost makes no sense to bring – and the worst was Professor X. I know Captain Carter was tough, Maria was tough, and Doctor – but. The worst is Professor X because he is really trying to reach 
Wanda, who is hidden there, and my girl slides, slides up and snaps his fucking neck. An old, an old man in a wheelchair, for God's sake. It's horrific. So <laughs> that's Sam going, <laughs> people are going to love this. And it just doesn't make sense to me, God damn it. So you tell me, did you like the Illuminati shit or not? I mean, first screening, yeah, I did. It was yeah. fun. <laughs> like, it was a blast. And in terms of them being smug, I'm like, I, yeah. I don't I don't agree with that. I mean, it felt like, for the most part, I mean, you got a little bit from Rambo yeah. um, with, like, you know, we can handle your witch. But outside of that, I feel like they were actually trying to trying to reason with her a little bit, especially Reed. Um, the uh, So much fun, but what the version that Vogel just pitched infinitely better yes um giving giving the giving the cannon fodder their heroic moments yeah. like that 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 is an infinitely better that would have been a better sequence for like, what we got i actually I, again i actually enjoyed it but like watching it second and third time i'm hearing hearing the 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 critique i was like oh yeah yeah okay i gotta see it um <laughs> one thing and this was my this was my one idea because you know yeah. we've talked about the fact that Wanda was looking all over the multiverse for her kids, but she really wasn't looking for vision for vision. <laughs> this is the spot that I'm like, I'm not an inhumans guy. So I'm like, I would have taken black bolt out of there and I would have put a version of vision. in. There. Ooh, and that would have like, been interesting. A version of vision that has like a different, a different, like the power stone or something. Like I'm like, I think that would have been really cool. And that would have been the last one that Wanda killed. And I think that sort of cements her, you know, her her path to the dark side. That. But again, that's 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 fanboy stuff. Um, this the the sequence as a whole, I thought it was a lot of fun, especially especially um, the Captain Carter, like when she spits blood and oh. says, "I can do this all day," and then five seconds later, she's cut in two. Yeah. I mean, well, it's so and it's I, so silly, think, but and I do think enjoyable. And this does get into, and this does get into, and I'm curious to like in the chat, like the hardcore Ooh. Raimi fans. This is very Raimi, and I'm not saying this as a critique of him, but I Raimi know. loves to like set up this big, these big moments, and then in a sort of almost tongue-in-cheek yeah. horrific way, take the piss out of everything. Yep. Like that is very much his vibe. And so this sequence, like take it out of the MCU, take it out of everything we know of these characters. This is a very well done, fun sequence wanda uh -huh. takes everybody out and there's a tongue-in-cheekness to oh you thought you had her you didn't and it, it is it has raimi's sort of vibe all over it which is why so many people are hardcore raimi fans are like that's great i loved it and i think what we're talking about is as a individual sequence it totally works yeah. in the bigger picture of these characters and what we've gotten to know of them or what we're going to get to know of them when fantastic four comes out i think there was more there was more left on the floor that you could have done yeah. that would have made it uh uh more complicated more challenging for wanda yeah. more interesting because i have no issue again with the fact that wanda is the biggest most powerful badass in the mcu it's that's that's what scarlet witch kind of is i i think it would be more interesting to see her work a little harder for some of those kills would have been more satisfying yeah all right, well, let's get into Doctor Strange. You two gentlemen mentioned that we hadn't talked about it 50 minutes into the... Now let's, and let's loop in Christine in this because clearly that was a big deal, how they started the film, that he's going to Christine's wedding, she's getting married, some dude who's a fanboy of hers is a black guy, I love it, interracial racism, great. Where did that guy show up? Where did that guy go after the first five minutes of the movie? Nowhere. Great, but I'm he's, glad we got he's, him. He's hanging out with John uh, John Walker's wife. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fucking stop! 
doing this shit, Marvel? Anyway, we don't. And we have no clue. Other things, a fanboy, and then boom, we get Doctor Strange going through all this adventure, and then Christine shows up, and we see. Look, it's great. They legitimately have chemistry. Is it? Is it great? You know, earth shattering chemistry as we see sometimes. It's always Eldana and Pratt or other couples. Maybe not, but it's there, and certainly they got more time to breathe with that chemistry in this film that they did in the last film. But in the end, Christine is just as kind of like a uh, an accoutrement to the whole situation that she as she was in 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 the first Doctor Strange, in my opinion. And the storyline overall for Doctor Strange, I think, would have been more powerful. As I said, if Christine had been the companion and had been talking to him through this whole thing, getting him to open his eyes, because in a way, he's us. And she's talking to us through him about expanding our minds, about understanding what's going on with Wanda, trying to get through to Wanda, trying to fight through the Wanda rather than Wanda's villain, got to take her out, you know? And so um, what did you think about how they handled Doctor Strange here, uh, Shannon, as we as we saw in the whole movie, his arc, his storyline, considering all the movies we got ahead of the, uh, before with him, uh, you know, we had Dr. Stuhlbar coming in saying, hey, you know, uh, you're always the arrogant one who thinks you know, your way is the right way, even as a superhero. And Christine saying, you wanted the knife all the time. That's why I couldn't fall in love with you. What do you think about this journey that he was on? And by the end, he kind of, it's as simple as, you just got to face your fear, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> did you like this? Well, okay. So this is the fifth appearance of Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. And, sure. you know, obviously the Doctor Strange movie was all about him. And he was seasoning in the other movies. Like, very important seasoning, but he was seasoning. Um We've never really had an overly emotional Doctor Strange story. Like, by the end of his movie, I didn't really get a sense that he viewed Christine as some lost love. That she's basically, that's something they tried, and they're buddies. Now, in What If, we see see a version that he is way into Christine. Um, So, can the emotional story for Strange didn't quite didn't quite land for me, especially as it pertained to Christine. So I was kind of like, yeah, I, I, I just don't get the sense that you were ever that, that this is your lost love. Like, I, I, I don't, question, I don't believe that. Do you think they tried to transpose the dark tour strange storyline from what if into this doctor strange uh, without having done the groundwork? Because it makes sense for the dude who showed up and got buried and died and showed up as a zombie later that strange was controlling to be the guy who has the obsession with Christine, because that's dark Thor Strange who did, whereas this Doctor Strange didn't necessarily have the same kind of obsession. Do you think they tried to kind of mix those two and didn't quite effectively do that? I mean, maybe. I mean, I I think the intent, and I could be wrong here, the intent is that every Doctor Strange is in love with Christine. Um, But just what we've gotten prior to that hasn't really supported that idea so if you like it's and it's not that you can't make that idea work you can but you have to take a breath and you have to let people talk and not Mm -hmm. run from from demons to to understand that um and i also think and this is this is a different movie this is like you know we get into our head canon Mm -hmm. uh i i think there's a version of this movie where in that opening attack with the monster that christine dies and that, yeah. that kind of sets him on a specific path. I mean, I think that makes the that the sense. triumvirate of Strange, Wanda, and America all wanting something. Um, I and also it, based off of what if Christine has to die? Like it doesn't matter where you are. Like she's she's toast. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that reveal of her at the Illuminati had she perished earlier in the movie. I think 
that would have hit the audience harder. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, he was the, he was kind of the least interesting character in the movie that is his. Yeah. I like this comment from second monolith. Uh, Marvel celebrating Mother's Day with a homicidal witch in this and an abusive mom in Moon Knight. Well, there you go. That's fair. There you I, go. Fair uh, Michael. I, I don't know that I would... Yeah, killing Christine in the opening just to move Doctor Strange's plot forward feels a little creepy to me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but But I do think, again, using like what they were setting up here, I think you are right, Shannon. I think that Doctor Strange is a character in his movie and in the... Uh, strange seasoning that he's been in the others doesn't show a lot of emotion. And I think that had they leaned into this a little bit more, you get, at the end of this movie, I mean, at the beginning of this movie, what they're setting up, I feel like they could have done more is he's kind of lost. He has saved the entire fucking universe. He has done some epic shit and he's kind of not happy. Yeah. And I think that he does, they could have done this more. It feels like, I think you're right about Christine. But I think that he's kind of like laughing. Well, I'm not happy. What is it? Maybe I really am in love with Christine. I think I look. I love the end of this movie where he says, "I would, I'll love you in any universe." And I think that is a Very a sweet. plus 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 line. A little bit weird when you're like, "You're my love. I'll love you in any universe." And then in the post credit sequence, we meet the woman that's going to be his new love interest. It's a little bit of a bait and switch. So I kind of <laughs> think, given that they introduce Clea and that's yeah. clearly the direction they're going. I think this could have been a really lovely resolution about him and Christine's relationship and about Doctor Strange not showing emotion and not really letting himself go. He's so controlled and he's so tight. And had that been the movie, that he's always in control of everything and he has to control, he's like, I'm not happy. I must, maybe I am in love with Christine. And then he goes and sees what the evil version of him did. And he sees this version in the other universe. And these Christines are like, look, we had something special. We will always have that you need to move on and let go and figure out your life. Like you are balled up so tight and that would have been more interesting. Like I think that where Dr. Strange two kind of falls apart and no way home kind of does better. I mean, no way home does better in a lot of ways, but with everything fucking going on in no way home with Dr. Strange there and all that shit going on and every villain and two more Spider-Man and resolving the issues from three different Spider-Man franchises, you never lose sight of Peter and this story of like, I, I feel a responsibility for my friends. Now I feel a responsibility for these villains. Yeah. And this responsibility has fucked up my life. And now Aunt May is dead. Like like Peter's story. And then getting to the end where he now is going to go back to see Mary Jane and say, hey, it's me, it's Peter. And he sees the Band-Aid on her head. And he still feels that responsibility and walks away. Like his story is so clear every single point. And had you done that with Strange, like, dude, you are... You you need to show some fucking emotion, dude. You yeah. are you 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 think you're in love with Christine. You've saved the universe. You're not fucking happy. Figure your shit out. And then this whole journey of seeing different versions of himself and how one of them is dead because he you know caused an incursion. The other one is doing his best Bram Stoker impression and fighting him with musical notes. And like none of these guys seem particularly happy. And getting him to the point at the end where he's like, I do, and like maybe instead of the end of the movie being like my third eye opens and I scream in the street, the end of the movie is Doctor Strange finally like does something that he wouldn't do and is going to try something new and be happy. And then he instantly meets Clea. So again, I'm not trying to like change the movie at all. I'm trying to take what they presented and be like, maybe this would have been the thing that would have made us care about Strange a little bit more than obsessing about Wanda, which is literally what we're all going to do for the next seven years anyway, but yeah. it would have been a stronger Strange movie. Yeah, as, as, uh, as I say in a business, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a few more passes 
a few more passes on the script might have gotten fleshed it out a little bit more. Uh, let's get to some Streamlabs and Super Jets, and we'll get to the positive stuff about the movies. Well, I don't want to be unfair. I know we spent the whole hour just kind of debating back and forth. We should also talk about some of the positive stuff, like the musical note sequence, which I thought was really inventive. Um, Adam Hitchcock says, The threesome that never broke my heart. I love Wanda as a villain. She got way more screen time than if she's a sidekick. And the three smartest men in the multiverse couldn't beat her. Mama Bear will kill anyone for their cults. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, sending one more because you guys inspire me and give me a lot of joy. Respect the different opinions and perspectives. Wish Andy Bernard was in the movie to say, Stretchy Tuna, Shannon Joke. <laughs> ah, that's good. That is good. You, you are good. Wow, you got him. You got him. <laughs> Uh, Tom Rawls wants to know, important question, why did Michael Vogel incorrectly rank Multiverse of Madness after Eternals and Black Widow? Ooh, is this Tom, I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like I've made my point. I feel like I've made my point. <laughs> All right, fair enough. There you go. Uh, there you go for Michael Vogel dropping the hammer of truth. Tarek Dingle says, I've only seen the film once and I liked it, but I wanted to love it. Not enough madness in the multiverse, lots of New York City street corners. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about Wanda's arc, but my biggest issue with the film uh, is the treatment of America Chavez. I really like Sochi Gomez in the role, but the fact that the MCU's first major Latina superhero is relegated to being a MacGuffin with no concrete desires other than to oh uh, that's a different uh, sorry there's more here from Trika uh, it jumped a couple here I, I guess he took a, oh other than to control her powers is an issue. Raimi also has her screaming a lot like he loves to do, and I wanted to see more with her moms in her homeworld. Disney and Marvel yet again failed to portray an LGBTQIA plus relationship. Uh, Michael, you're a resident. Oh wait, there's one more. Sorry. Uh, with any substance, I think the film should have started with a prologue on America's homeworld, so we could have gotten more ingratiated with her, her moms. And it would have been a nice intro to her powers. Uh, one more here. I think it could have been similar to Endgame's opening scene with Clint and his family. Obviously a bit longer here, but a similar vibe that would have been great. A great setup for character story and tone. Mike, you are a resident uh, LGBTQ person. Did you're you... a resident. You're a resident queer guy. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, no, I listen. I think it's. I think. It's, I think all that's really fair. And I think, like we said, like I don't. Again, I don't mind. America necessarily being the reason that moves the whole plot forward and her abilities being something that's wanted. Sure, sure. But I think I think the lack of giving her other stuff is what makes her a MacGuffin. I think that, you know, I think your idea of maybe opening with something with her and her family, some kind of little prologue, similar to like maybe Peter Quill at the beginning of Guardians Ooh, of the Galaxy sure. with his mom. Like, I think that could have been really a good idea. I think diving a little bit more into why she's so afraid of her powers, maybe seeing a couple more flashbacks, maybe that could have been more between her and Strange. Like I said, her explaining the multiverse and us getting a little bit more about her experience in the past 10 years. All of that, I think, could have really allowed them to keep what they have as a story and not have to change everything, but make us feel less like she was just a MacGuffin. On the on the LGBTQ plus front, look, this is something I think every studio, like, it's, we are all just, like, waiting for them to get it right, and we get a kiss here, a look there, a handhold here, and we're like, yay, but, like, this entire fucking movie is about Strange being in love with Christine, yeah. like... 
give us a stronger relationship. I saw somebody really funny, someone who I follow on Twitter, because they just announced that you can see Wanda and America Chavez at a, a Chavez at a at Avengers Campus at mm. California Adventure. And somebody was like, if they don't have that fucking rainbow pin and love is love in Spanish on her jacket, I am going to fucking lose it. <laughs> so yes, I expect, listen, we all talk about Young Avengers coming and we all get excited. And just on that, on that checkbox list, uh, we see all the Young Avengers. I think the only one we haven't seen yet is Hulkling. Yeah, and I'm assuming we're going to get him in Marvels. Uh, the Young Avengers is the queerest superhero team in the entire world. True. And when those Young Avengers show up, whether they be on Disney Plus or on the screen, and it's going to be America, it's going to be Wiccan, it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, all of them. If that is not the queerest fucking group of superheroes, that's where I think everyone's really, really going to lose it. Yeah, uh, Shannon. Any more? Anything to add to that? Or I'm still laughing about stretchy too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to throw one thing in. Some people have uh, come after here on the chat, and, and have come after me on on Twitter and Instagram uh, for my comments on this. But um, yes, uh, you say it's a full movie. It's four characters. It's not a full movie. It's four characters. And they've introduced characters in a really strong way in other movies. We got Black Panther and Civil War. We got to really feel what that was all about, his connection to his heritage, his connection to his father. That was really well done. Spider-Man was introduced. Oh, sorry, that was Civil War. Spider-Man was introduced in Civil War, sorry. And we got to see his whole uh, 10 minutes. That really connected us to him. So when we got the Underoos line, it was effective. When he got him using the, uh, the Empire Strikes Back, it really worked. So this idea that they couldn't spend time with the America storyline because it was full is horseshit. They could have absolutely done it. And as Mike has pointed out, they could have written a much better storyline that still would have worked and actually elevated the film that we got. So, you know, better people need to be in charge of writing this stuff. It really – and I don't mind calling it. I don't give a shit about it. I, I want to call it out. Um, Dave Hornack says, love you guys. I need your wisdom on this one as I'm struggling with Christine. She dies in Dark Strange 1. He tries to bring her back dozens of times in What If without success, but she's back in the 6-6 timeline getting married. She doesn't die in Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, she dies in the What If, but she doesn't die in Doctor Strange. She's not in the car with him in Doctor Strange, right? Well, and that's yeah, in no, the beginning. Right. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. She does not die in Doctor. She's Strange she's before. in the she's in the car with Strange in the What If series, right? But, but she's if... not with Doctor Strange in the car in right. the in the first movie. Right. Uh, and then she's. I think the last we see of her, she's in the hospital when they have the whole astral projection fight, yes. yeah. and Strange appears to her in the whole cloak, and they have the whole conversation, and she gets really freaked out when the mop falls, and it's a really cute Rachel McAdams moment, and I think. That's no, the we, last. No, we see her again when the ancient one is brought into the hospital. We That's see right. her. That's oh, right. right. Quickly, but but her last uh, uh, meaningful contribution to the movie is the when Doctor Strange is like he needs surgery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cooley High says, "Bro, my biggest problem with the film was there was Vision in the universe. The kids were real in White Vision. Where is he?" I like the movie though. That's that's Shannon. I mean, I think Shannon made a really good point about the lack of vision, uh, whether he was on the Illuminati or not. I do think that the fact that vision isn't even he's mentioned once when, when Wanda says, yeah, Viz had his theories on the multiverse, but Marvel in WandaVision between Endgame and civil war Endgame and WandaVision, they created this love story that, I think rivals any love story in the MCU. Maybe, maybe Steve and Peggy is the other one, but like yeah. as far as romances uh, and characters that we love and we love them being in love, 
thanks to WandaVision, I think we're all like completely on team WandaVision. Like we are all, all about the two of them. And so, yes, she did kind of put that to bed at the end of WandaVision. She did say goodbye to Vision and White Vision is not her guy. That's a completely different character who they'll probably interact at some point. But to not even have, you know, to see a reality where Paul Bettany was there with her or a li- like a, a human Paul Bettany. He doesn't even have to be Vision. Like to not even have Vision be a part of that, I think, A, as Raimi has said, he didn't watch WandaVision, so he wasn't really thinking about it. But I think also it just complicates Wanda being sort of the mustache twirly villain. Like I think yeah. that I think that once you put Vision in there, who is the one person that can talk to her and kind of get through to her in a lot of ways, I think it would have presented a problem and it would have just upset the balance of everything. So I kind of understand why they didn't, but I do think it's a missed opportunity. Well, and this is why I bring up the and what I've said that it's a simplistic plot. It really is. No, there's a lot of stuff going on and they're all to distract you and whatever, but it's a simplistic plot. And I think they took out, as you guys say, as writers, right? You got to write yourself into a corner and write yourself out. That's the real challenge. I think they refused to write themselves into a corner, just removed all the obstacles so they could just get to the basic story of what they were trying to tell, which was really fucking simple. And that uh, just irritated me for two very complex characters. Uh, Latrice says, uh, Loki and No Way Home made me excited for uh, Multiverse of Madness, then no real connection. Why wouldn't want to search out the TVA's technology rather than America's power? Well, the TVA is gone, aren't they? Well, no, there is a TVA. We just don't know what it is right now until we get to Loki season two. Like, Loki ends the series at the TVA. It's just a Kang TVA, so we don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, But I do think... Yeah, no, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Good. No, I mean, this is because this is... A lot of people have been talking about this. I posted something about incursions. Uh, I do think (laughs) that... Loki set up a really... Like, the whole TVA, the Time Variance Authority, and this is why we don't have a multiverse... Totally was great. We get to the end of Loki. Now there's a multiverse. Then we got the What If series. Then we got No Way Home. And everything, like, we had a lot of questions about it, but it all kind of made sense. And then we get here, and it's starting to feel, particularly for Marvel, a little bit confused. Mm. Like, it feels like people are, all of a sudden there's a lot of, well, wait, is it this? Is it that? And I think that, I don't know the answers, uh, certainly, and I, but I do think that the fact that kind of for the first time that I can think of with the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. a lot of us fans who are still fully on board with the Marvel universe are a little bit left scratching our heads in phase four being like, okay, I'm with you. I'm very excited about all this, but like, what? Yeah. yeah. And that's not a good place <laughs> to be. No, you're not wrong. Uh, Tariq Tingle adding uh, that memory lane's memory lane scene was so uh, contrived. Yeah, <laughs> very not, convenient. It was very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um, not my favorite because I hated the opera. Oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, all right, uh, all right. So let's go to the streamlabs then. Let me hit these a few of these that have come through as we were talking. Francisco Lopez says. Also, do you think John Krasinski is set to play Reed Richards? I'm not sure because. Uh, I think him and the rest of the Lunati cast, cast were just one-offs. Do you guys think that's that's true? They were just one-offs? Uh, I, I mean, it's weird because everyone else, Anson Mount aside, I mean, Maria yeah. Rambo is from, has been established as a character in yeah. 616. I mean, she's, you know, she's passed away now. But I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like they would introduce him like this and then not have him play Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, that's that's well, that's that's tough for me to get my head around. Even though when they introduce Professor X, I don't think it'll be Patrick Stewart. So yeah, right. there's not so, a lot like, of uh, again, consistency this, in this logic. 
Well, this is the, yeah, like I, it'll be interesting to see. I kind of feel like doing John Krasinski as Reed Richards here is just a fun, to me, it seems like it's a, hey, the fans have been talking about this for a year. We're going to give this to them in a way that doesn't really matter to the bigger universe. And it's a fun little, hey, that's cool. And then we're going to kill him. But again, had the Illuminati had a bigger role and had Reed been more essential to the story, I think I would have come out being like, oh, Krasinski's the guy. Like, this is our Reed Richards. But because he basically was cannon fodder, it seems to me like they are not going to then have all now, but they might like, I, but you're right. Like Patrick Stewart's clearly not going to be the professor X no. of the, whatever they're going to do with the X-Men. So it's going to be, you know, a, a different thing. It's hard to say. I, I don't, I, I, again, I kind of leave this one. I kind of leave this movie with more sort of head scratching than excitement, which again is not necessarily where you want to be. Sure. Uh, all right, Philip Ryan, uh, let's get through a few of these because we've got to jump back into the review. Uh, it was entertaining. It does not stand up against Winter Soldier, Endgame, or No Way Home, but it was well worth the theatrical viewing. Okay. Yeah. yeah Listen, look, I, to yeah, Shannon's it, point, it's a fun ride. Yeah, if you like, like it, it is, I'm not going to fault you liking it. That's for sure. Yeah, my it's, a, it's a, it, it was a fun movie to watch in a crowded theater with a lot of enthusiastic moviegoers. Mm. Um, my subsequent matinee viewings, eh, that was good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Francisco says, Francisco says, Hey guys, the movie is okay, but I have a big problem. I didn't like all that Raimi, all the Raimi things that he does on his films. For me, it just didn't fit right in the MCU and not a big fan on what they did to uh, Wanda and Scarlet Witch and America Chavez. So yeah, Francisco, you're a man after my own heart. I feel the same way. I have no problem with Sam Raimi as a director. I don't. His goofy shit works for his goofy horror shit. This Evil Dead is great. <laughs> Dark Man is fucking great. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is dated, but it still works. Um, Drag Me to Hell is awesome. Simple Plan is maybe his his straight story. Like David Lynch has that one film, straight story, that's completely not like anything else he does. That's his film. Um, and so he's capable of doing those things. He's just defaulted to these old tricks that he's been doing for years, for decades. And it just I just didn't think it was the right place for it. If you give me a Sam Raimi Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm fucking in. Let's see what he can do. That sounds awesome and a perfect place for him to, to, to maybe pick up after Gun leaves. That works for me. And all this talk about him doing a Spider-Man 4, y'all can stop that shit right now, please, for the love of God. Um, <laughs> Swing and a Miss says, Gents, I love you all. The WandaVision team laid out a buffet of beautiful script work and story elements only to have Sam Raimi obliterated with his neglectful stylization. This movie earned none of the potentially powerful moments it tried to convey. Gentlemen? Well, I don't think you can lame all of the blame at Sam Raimi's feet yeah, because Waldron, Michael Waldron wrote, wrote the script. There were there were un, undoubtedly other writers that worked yeah. on it. There's an entire creative team that Kevin Feige uh, heads up that would have had a say here. So to place everything at Sam Raimi's feet, I do think is a little unfair. I agree. Um, I agree. But... But yeah, I mean, I think based off of uh, uh, what a lot of folks have said, this seems maybe like, I mean, I like, like, I'm not a Sam Raimi guy, but I actually liked his his, his tricks that he's used in the past. Hmm. I thought for this story, they were very appropriate, even though I don't think he handled everything emotionally the best. Yeah. yeah. But I do, I mean, look, I agree with the comment that, and again, the movie is a fun ride. And like I've said a thousand times at this point, all the, all the, the, the framework is solid. But I do think that 
in you look at what WandaVision has built out for Wanda. You look at like the journey that Strange has been on. You look at yep. all these characters, even Mordo and Wong to a degree. Like you look at all of these characters, you look at all the wizards in Comertage that were basically that are supposed yeah. to be amazing fucking wizards that basically all stood up to Thanos, but go down like chumps. So yeah. it's like you everything is kind of like nothing was taken with like care or interest to sort of like balance it all out. It was all sort of just like it was and and again this is Raimi's thing. Like, Raimi loves to be like, just go big or go home. Like, that's what he's doing. And he wants these huge, epic, like, stylized moments. And so I think we lost some of the subtlety that some of us who are into the MCU like in some of the other parts. Yeah, I agree. And I, it makes me wonder. I mean, Scott Derrickson came out and tweeted to the, yesterday or today how Everything Everywhere All at Once is his favorite film of the, of the year. And that's, <laughs> I, I don't think that's on accident. I'm just Shade. putting that out there. So, because um, I've seen his black phone, I saw it at CinemaCon. It's good, and so this man is a good director. And they, he clearly, it seems to me, and I'm get, I'm, I, I know, obviously, I have no inside knowledge. I wasn't in any meetings, but it seems to me like he did not want to do what they wanted to do with this movie, and they moved him out of the way and got someone who did, was who was down to do it. So, at the end of all of this, Waldron or Ramey, it the feet, the blame lies at Fe, Feige's feet. If he's the quarterback getting all the credit when it's good. He's also got to get all the blame when it's not. I mean, it's got to be a fair thing. Well, it's getting the blame for what? 500 million so far and counting? <laughs> sure. Transformers, four and a half billion. You're right. No, I'm not saying it as an excuse because I think my opinion on the movie is really clear. I just think that it's hard. This is where Hollywood doesn't necessarily work the way you would always want it to. Yeah, true. Is right. that... If a studio has a movie, no matter what anyone on a geeky podcast is saying about what they wish the movie would have been, oh, sure. if the box office is rolling and rolling and rolling in, nobody has any blame to lay at anybody's feet, even if they should. Like that's the issue with uh, with the way with the box office. That's what I told you for years about Transformers. You wouldn't listen to me. Justin uh, yeah, Turner I, said, I was I was the one I was the one jumping on grenades internally at Hasbro <laughs> and saying, "Please God, make this stop." <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like. Oh, this is crazy. Uh, Justin Doner says, uh, hi, guys. I like the movie, but I had issues. The big one is, like John, I felt they rushed Wanda going bad in this. And Raimi not watching all of One Division was a massive mistake. Right away, she's willing to kill people. I did like Strange character, Strange's character arc, though. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. He also sent another one says, also, while I liked seeing the Illuminati and who played them, I felt they were wasted and killed way too easily by Wanda. I felt like it was unnecessary to me. I did like Strange playing off America and Chris and the Christine of 838 or 838, the undead strange stuff. I liked too. Yeah. And we'll get into the things that worked for sure. And I look, I'm not going to deny that 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 was kind of cool to see uh, Cumberbatch play a, a zombie and really enjoy it. It seemed like so, uh, but we'll get into it. Uh, Parker Haller says overall, I liked the movie. It didn't feel too Raimi for me in the spectrum of evil dead to Oz, the great and powerful. Ooh, yeah. This was a nice <laughs> medium of his style for me. My big complaint is Wanda's underdeveloped heel turn and a lack of emotional investment. But that's massive. You know, this is what frustrated me as I was seeing people's reviews and criticisms. My fellow colleagues who were going like, well, the story had some issues, but the special effects were great. And the, the story is the main fucking point. And so to me, when you're looking at the review of a movie and the story doesn't work or the story undercuts your two main characters and the 
emotional journeys they've been on who gives a fuck about the visuals you've got to get the story I do, right i do want to be i do want to be clear you are the you are the john roca that loves the transformers who gives yeah but transformers are stupid fun throwaway things i don't see the mcu in that way and so i have a different set of parameters for the mcu you mm -hmm. make it well you make a point but i have a mm -hmm. different set of parameters for that you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i do that's how that's how the world works usually um all right liz sub says the problem with the dark hole is it's barely explained in the mcu that's an excellent point as an mcu fan who hasn't read the comics i have no idea how malevolent it is meant to be on a scale from ouija board to the one ring in lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new that is my new that is my new uh barometer of evil where are we on the scale of ouija board to the one ring <laughs> How much is DH corruption versus Wanda's? Oh yeah, how much is is this corruption from the Dark Old versus Wanda's already um, corrupted soul about her kids? That's a good question. <laughs> I just yeah, want to well, I just want to applaud our audience real quick for really coming up with some good zingers tonight. Yeah, Between okay. stretchy tuna, I do and think the that is. I do think though it's a really good point though. It's a really good point because if if we're gonna assume that the Dark Hold has a hold of Wanda, yeah. When do we really see the Darkhold break its hold up? Like, what I see is Wanda have a moment where she realizes she done fucked up. Yeah. And then says, well, this is this is horrible. I need to fix this shit. But I don't see a moment where she broke her hold on the Darkhold. So, again, I see Professor X saying, hey, the evil has a hold of you. Let me get you out of this rubble. And I see people mentioning the Darkhold. But I don't know... I didn't get to see because it didn't happen on screen as yeah. apparently the moment that the dark hole did really take a hold and take her desires and twist them. Yeah. And I also don't see the moment where she breaks free of it. So there's a lot of talk about, well, it's the dark hole to make her evil, but it really does seem a little bit just like an excuse to make her just go full bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And also the dark hold is uh, destroyed at one point in, in yeah. Kongatage and but she still is on her her path of villainy and even though the dark hold all of the dark holds are destroyed uh strange still has his his third eye so yeah, yeah we'll see um so what you're trying to say i'm confused <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just saying that maybe it's not no, no no i agree with you i was talking to marvel i was talking to marvel oh, you, okay. make yeah. you, you make sense you you make sense uh, well, John W. Ashford says, did you notice on the Illuminati's Doctor Strange before they killed him, was that the insignia of Null, the symbiote god, on his chest? Whoa. Oof. In my three viewings, that is not something that I noticed, so good eyes. <laughs> Hold on. Yes? Are you looking it up? I'm just, this, this, uh, this, is, this is my nerd glasses to really try to figure it out because I'm going to have to go back and look <laughs> at that very, very closely. Could be. He's the creator of the symbiote. So interesting. All right. All right. We shall see. One last uh, uh, super chat. We got more, or Streamlab, brother. We got more, or Super Chat, brother. We got more, but uh, let me hit this one because I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I, I don't know if I can find it to pull up, but if not, I'll just read it. I'm just going to read it. Uh, Empire Fan 1980 says, I can't believe that Inhumans is canon, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. deserves better. Maybe anger about this huge made me angry about this as a huge Agent of Shield fan. Uh, Shannon, would you like to address this? Well, um, I mean, I didn't watch all of Inhumans. I just watched the first uh, episode, so there wasn't that much to watch. In uh, there, there you go. <laughs> um, a, a version. There's a version of Black Bolt in eight three eight. I'm assuming Inhumans did not take place. Yeah. in the 838 universe. I don't know if it took place in 616 either. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at, 
what was it like second season they just sort of divorced from the the movies and started doing their own thing i don't remember yeah i feel like they didn't i feel like Feige said it's, it's go on get out of here uh lois <laughs> barry uh, said hey, um, um uh, multiverse of madness is great wanda steals the show lizzie deserves oscar nomination for best supporting actress fuck that i think she's just best actress i would say yeah i would say best actress actually <laughs> And it, I mean, look, she really, I mean, Wanda really does steal this movie. Uh, and I think just to every, and I think Wanda is going to continue to steal the mm. MCU for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. One last one, and then we'll jump into what we liked. Uh, Haskell420 says, hi, guys. When Chavez creates a portal, it's a star shape like on her jacket. So if she wears an Aussie denim with horns, is the portal horn shaped? God, I hope well, so. now I want it to be. <laughs> uh, now, but for really, for really good corporate symbiosis, she should really just be wearing a, a Mickey Mouse on her jacket and open <laughs> Mickey Mouse sized portals all through the multiverse. It's Star Wars. It's Pixar. It's Disney. Like, just keep going. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about the things that we like. I know we got about forty minutes left in the show. It seems like because we got a lot of stream, still some more stream left to get to. So, uh, gentlemen, what did you like, and what did you think about the uh, post credit sequences? Well, you mentioned Clea with um, uh, uh, Charlize Theron. So, uh, gentlemen, thoughts on, and of course that ending, uh, that overall ending of the post credit sequence. So, did you guys like it, and what did you like uh, about the movie overall? I liked Wong. Yeah, Wong, Wong was great. Anytime Benedict Wong shows up, he's just he's just a delight to watch. Even though when they were doing, you could tell when they had done their reshoots because his hair grew a lot in one yeah. sequence, but he still had the same 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 kind of uh, haircut. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone kind of wants more Wong. People are talking about like a Disney Plus Wong series. Um, yeah, he he's just he's just a blast to watch, and I really like the dynamic that he and Benedict Cumberbatch have. I mean, I get more of an emotional connection between the two of them than I do with Cumberbatch and McAdams. Hmm. Um, that moment where Strange, even though it's it's not like the best joke, but that moment uh, where Strange does do the bow at the end. I mean, that's such a great, that's such a great connected moment. And when he asked Wong if he's happy and you just, you can just see in the eyes of, of Benedict Wong, like just, the 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 soulful response there i mean it's just there's so much going on with him and and you know the action was a lot of fun i mean i thought once wanda got into comertage that whole sequence was great like and again i think they were leaning into the raminess and i thought it was a blast um the moment where she comes out of the mirror and she's all kind of cracking back into place i thought that was so much fun um but yeah i mean the the zombie strange I wasn't as big on that, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at the positive. We'll leave it at the positive. Yeah. I like Minotaur guy lived there. Yeah. Minotaur guy. It's for sure. Um, <laughs> and, and Shannon, what did you think of the post credit? I mean, Clea is the niece of Dormammu. Uh, as Michael mentioned, this is his next uh, romance here possibly. And it looks like they're moving Dr. Strange, maybe away from the overall MCU connective tissue for one movie here and going in this. Did you like seeing Charlize Theron jump in and, and play, uh, playing Clea, um, I mean, clearly Charlize is no longer afraid of franchises. Fast and Furious, and now Marvel. So, uh, what do you I think mean, Charlize Theron, as an addition to any franchise to any film, is always a plus. Um, 
costuming i think she looked like she walked out of mortal Kombat. yeah i'm not gonna um, lie to you. i didn't like the costume you're right i, I wasn't a i wasn't a big fan of that costume yeah, and it was yeah. just the way the movie ended with with strain sort of and then the next time we see him in the post credit he's just sauntering down the street i was like that doesn't quite line up but but again charlie's there and it she, she's gonna be great um the the uh last sequence with uh Bruce Campbell, I was sort of like, Meh. I, I feel like everyone in, in our theater was like, okay, we like oh, Bruce God. Campbell and Sam Raimi, but we're mad at that. God, fuck, man. Stop. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Michael, uh, what did you like about the movie, and what did you think of post-credit sequences? And feel free not to talk about Bruce Campbell. What did I like about the movie? Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. I'm kidding. Uh, look, one of the things I'll give Marvel credit for, I mean... All of the stuff we talked about, America Chavez aside, like, mm. I love that Marvel doesn't try and go, well, what's the better version than the comics? I love that she is punching star shapes through the multiverse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that, like, that is what she does, and they're not going, well, that's for the comics, but we should have her open portals in a cool, like, that's just what she does. And I, I, I give Marvel credit all the time that, like, they are... They are leaning into, we have an audience that loves these comic books and we are giving them comic book accurate costumes. We are giving them these things. Like, I think that's great. Um, everything that I said about Wanda and her arc and I wish she wasn't villain right away, stand notwithstanding, I still think Wanda is my favorite part of this movie. I will go back and probably not go see it in the theater, but when it's on Disney Plus, I'll just go watch all the Wanda scenes. She has all the best lines. Yeah. The whole, I don't think that's fair bit that was in the trailer gold like her whole this is me being reasonable gold Oof, like yeah, elizabeth olsen went through this movie yeah. and delivered every line like a baller i think shan's right i i loved her getting out of the mirror dimension i wish we had seen more of that like as opposed to wanda just kind of floating over comertage and just like shooting bolts out of her hands like i love when we get to see her do weird magic shit so more of the I'm in the mirror dimension and I can do this thing. And when they're all like, she's in the reflections, like that was cool to me. Like that, that was really, really neat. Um, as much as I'm confused about some things about the multiverse, I do love that we're getting into it. I love that we have the 838 and the 616 now and we can like talk about those two. And I, I hope we continue to be able to do that. I love Billy and Tommy. I, I don't love Billy and Tommy's ice cream song, which they, they come on guys, if you really want ice cream, you can do better. Yeah. But I love seeing Billy and Tommy. I hope we continue to see Billy and Tommy. I can't wait till we see Billy all grown up as Wiccan. But, uh, and I, I also think, like I was saying to John earlier, that moment with Wanda and Wanda at the yeah. end, once Wanda really realized she done fucked up and the, uh, the 838 Wanda being like, they're always gonna be loved, like, as much as a lot of the Wanda arc really bugged me, that was a super, super effective yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, I do love the musical note battle. I do too. With with the caveat of, I wish there had been a reason. Like, like I, I think that's about like fair. Thanos, like I think about Thanos and Strange <laughs> fighting uh, in Infinity War and all the crazy visuals they did, but it made sense. Like Thanos throws fucking comets rocks at you and you turn them into butterflies. Like that all made sense to me. Like there was a rhyme or reason. And this was like, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. Hey, here's musical notes. And he's like, I will see your musical notes and do some more music. Well, I have a harp. And I'm like, it was so visually cool. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. Would have loved a reason. Um, <laughs> but I really, really dug it. 
Uh, and yeah, Wong. Like I, I'm, I'm in. I am firmly in the Wong should have a Disney Plus series camp. Yes. So at any, any, anytime we see him, I'm down. Um, and I, yeah, I thought the ending with I, I'm 100 with Shannon that that third eye opening ending just seemed like a very Raimi kind of ending. Yeah. But then we literally were like, and then Strange was walking down the street, and Cleo was like, "You ready?" And his third eye opens, and he's like, "Let's do this." And I'm like, "Well, okay. Well, this was a confusing." Yeah. This is some mixed messages. Um, I find the Clea stuff really interesting, but I did kind of feel like that, and I don't know if it's Raimi, not, like, I don't know what it was, but that cr- post credit sequence didn't pack the oomph yeah. that other ones have. It was kind of like, okay, cool. And with Charlie Theron showing up, you would have been like, you know, I mean, look, John, I know you hate Val. I know you hate Julia Louise Dreyfus in the MCU. Oh my God. Yes. Um, but. Like that black that black widow post credit where Yelena was at the the um the grave and she shows up and does her Val stuff and then is like, Yay, here's your next target. And it was Hawkeye. You're like, okay, I see where we're going. And this was kind of like Yeah. Cool. Like I mean I'm on like like I'm with Shannon. Like you bring Charlie Theron into your universe, like I'm on board. Like if that if Doctor Strange three is the two of them doing some weird Dormammu shit, like yeah. I'm in. Um, but I wished I and then yeah, the Bruce Campbell one really I was like Dude, I had to pee. I waited for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the clear stuff was, I mean, I agree with both of you. Like, it landed with a thud because nobody knows, like, really, not a lot of people know who Clea is. And if you are, congratulations for your nerd university uh, uh, diploma. But most people don't know. And so to bring someone in like that and, and to play a character that no, most people don't know, it's not going to have the same. You're excited that it's Charlize Theron, but then once you get past that, you're like, well, who is she playing? And so you don't get the chance of the full, like, oh, my God, this is awesome. You know, it doesn't quite have the bang. Like when we saw Thanos, you know, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know? But most people didn't know who Thanos was either. I mean, they, to be fair, like. They did. I don't dis- I disagree with you. They know Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you make a good point. But, yeah, so we'll see the Dormammu thing, where that goes. If if, if Dormammu now becomes the, the villain again in a Doctor Strange movie. Uh, and we've got, you know, stuff with his mom, with her mom and her dad. And how is that going to pick out? Because I think her mom is the sister of Dormammu. So how is that going to play itself out with Strange? Yeah. They have a relationship. I want to be at huh? that Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Thanksgiving then. Uh, but yeah, for me, I liked I liked the the the, the boat. I didn't mind the zombie thing. I actually kind of thought that was kind of cool, which is ironic considering some of the Raimi stuff I didn't like in the movie. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. It looked like he was having a good time. And although it was a little weird, uh, I, I liked it. Uh, did I like him given the self-help thing? To, no, I didn't. But everything around it I thought was cool with him. Like kind of, okay, I'm going to use this thing that you use to kind of get you to see what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And, and that worked out. Again, Elizabeth Olsen's performance, yes, agreed. Strange was – I mean, the Cumberbatch did a good job as well. Wong was fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, I can't give love to Sochi Gomez for her performance because I think the script let her down. It wasn't her. I think the script let her down. I look forward to seeing her really showing what she could do as an actress in a better written and a better directed uh, Marvel project down the road. So hopefully that'll be something that comes up soon because that's a great character. And they can't fuck that character up. They got to really do a good job of that character. And Considering how some people feel and some voices have been loud in the Latino community, the Latino nerd community about how she was introduced – they need to repair that in the next time that she appears in any Marvel project for sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, the going through the universes, that was really, really cool. That was awesome. The, the cartoon universe, the, the paint universe, all of that was really cool. And I thought the set design with a lot of it, especially the nightmare house, 
That was awesome. The Nightmare House all by itself, just to the side. I got those House of Dead vibes. And then when you go inside, the shots and the, the, the clouds moving around, that whole universe that was in a state of slow destruction, that was awesome to see. I did enjoy the Illuminati stuff until they started icing them. Would have liked to have more with them. So, yeah. So, overall, those are my things that I liked. And I did enjoy the post-credit sequence, even though um, we've got way more to figure out about that for sure. Uh, all right. Let's get into some of these Streamlabs Super Chats to kind of wrap up. Is there anything else we want to hit on before we hit on these Streamlabs Super Chats, uh, gentlemen? Uh, or are we good? No, I think we're good. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Carol here donated three. Uh, hi, guys. There's going to be three of these because I have thoughts. Hmm? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's trap in. Vogel is 100% spot on regarding Wanda and the Illuminati. As soon as it was revealed that it was a hex. I like that. I like that thought. (laughs) There should have been some kind of flash back showing how she got to this point. I get that we saw her with the dark hole at the end of the show, but that is a reach to have her go from looking for her kids to black fingers, homicidal Wanda. Uh, As for the Illuminati, what a letdown. So Doctor Strange knows who the Fantastic Four are, but Someone in a Captain Marvel costume who isn't Carol doesn't register. I get. Oh, that's a great point. I get it that Wanda has never met a, a Black Bolt or Professor X, but she has fought with a Captain Marvel and Captain America, and we get nothing. One last thing: where the hell was Clint Barton again? Hawkeye. Where was Hawkeye in this? And where was Blade? There were rumors that Marsh Ali was going to be a part of this as well. Uh, any Listen. thoughts on these uh, three uh, uh, statements here from Carol? No, I mean, look, I think I think it's a it's a good point insofar as like we just reach a point with Wanda where she's just killing everybody. And I get it, she's yeah. a villain, but like, yes, yeah, like some of these people are people that she sort of knows or peripherally know. You know, like there is there is just a mm-hmm. there was a there was a there's stakes to you killing these people that we're not seeing just because we want it to be fun and everything else. And I think that there's there could have been more there that would have just not again still yeah. good with her killing everybody just would have added more uh emotion to it okay so wait 616 wanda wouldn't have known who any of the illuminati were right because she doesn't you know she, we've not met professor x in that universe right uh peggy would have been you know uh, uh very old and then passed away same thing with maria rambo uh, you're right. She wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. No, that is okay. And, that's a good and point. And they know her because she exists. Right. Wanda exists in eight three eight. So that's why she, Reed could say to Wanda, and also I think why Maria said we can handle your witch. Yeah. Because they they know who Wanda is, but they don't know that Wanda who's uh, dark hold supercharged. Right. 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 Good point. Uh, that and makes maybe, sense. I think what Carol is trying to say is that well, they were similar to people she knew in her universe. So why didn't she make a commentary about her being Captain Britain versus Captain America and her being Captain Marvel versus um, uh, oh God, versus Carol? Yeah, versus um, Carol Danvers being Captain Marvel. I mean, I don't think she cares. Yeah. yeah. At that mean, point, well, she clearly does it. <laughs> she clearly does it. But again, yeah, it would have made it in a way it would have made her even worse, I guess. But like more interesting to be like here is clearly this world's captain america you know steve he he got you out of a couple jams like you are you are killing this world's version of that and whether or not she fully understands that or realizes that you could argue and i totally get it but like she's clearly understands she's killing this world's version of like superheroes uh and i think that like her being like this is worth it this is how important this is to me i have to do this it would have been an interesting moment to explore possibly Sure. As opposed to a Schwarzenegger quip in that moment, for sure. 
Uh, Princess Geek says, I agree with Michael. They needed more scenes showing Wanda slowly crossing the line to get to what she wants. As for America Chavez's role, her not fully understanding her powers and needing help was fine as an introduction. Her next appearance will be better. I hope so, Princess Geek. I sure hope so. Um, but they purposely made her unconfident about her powers to serve as a plot device for the film. That's what I'm saying. But it could have made. But that's her... okay. But it is. But it is. I mean, like for me, it isn't. For well, me. no, but I mean, like, like just like I, I just again, this is a bigger conversation. But like, yeah. not every character has to be fully realized, confident, and good at everything to make them a good, interesting, nuanced character. Like you she say is, this as a white person, as a no, Latino person, where we're getting a first representation of us. I don't want us coming out, being afraid, being unsettled, being unsure. And then a white man has to get us to figure out our powers. Okay. Fuck that. And I'm saying okay. that as a Latino, you have many examples of white heroes and white supervillains and whatever. And so if there was, a, I would have no problem if we had multiple characters, but, and then we did one with something like this, that's fine. Let us come out the box a little stronger than what they did with America Chavez, especially because that character is stronger. So that's the place I'm coming from. I, I, I totally hear you and I respect that. And I can't speak to that, obviously, because I am a white guy. But I would say it's similar. Look, the first time we meet Luke Skywalker, he's uh, he's a kid on a farm who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And he doesn't have his big moment until the end. So all I'm saying is I think it is valid to say we are meeting a character who doesn't have full control of her powers and this movie gets her to the point where she does, white man showing her the way notwithstanding. I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that I don't know that the issue was that she didn't fully, she wasn't fully realizing her powers. I think the issue was she was underwritten. Yeah, but underwritten being, I wanted her to have more agency. And you could say Luke Skywalker, but I can show you decades yeah, that's fair. Uh, stuff before Luke. So, uh, Lewis Barry says, uh, uh, oh, she said, uh, let's go. Okay. Ron Bond says, thanks, guys. Couldn't wait to hear what my buddies thought about uh, Multiverse of Madness. Love this show. Thank you, Ron. Very kind. Thanks, Ron. Uh, Fillmore Pockets just sent some in. Thank you, Phil. Liz Sub <laughs> says, I'm sorry, but Captain Marvel in MCU main gets her powers from an exploding engine, but Maria's cap gets taken out by a collapsing statue, and Captain Carter can't catch her own shield. What are we even doing here? Uh, as far as Christine Palmer, I cheered her not marrying Strange. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had the same thought about Maria. I was like, that's right? a pretty easy way to take her out. But but Captain Carter getting, <laughs> getting split in half with our own, by her own shield that was dark magic propelled. I'm like, man, eh, no, I, I think they got that one right. <laughs> Would Steve Rogers have done that? Oh, I think he totally would have been. You, Steve Rogers, there is no you could you, Steve Rogers would not have been easily split by his own shield. Yeah. If 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 they did that in a movie, even an alternate reality Steve Rogers, people would be losing their shit right now. You're right. I I mean for alternate reality purposes, I disagree. I think people I think people would have gone, whoa, I think it would have been the same thing because I think ultimately to split Peggy in half is a more egregious sin because oh, everybody loves Peggy and people have issues with some of Steve's choices, uh, like our like our friend right here. <laughs> um, so yeah. so I actually don't agree there. Passive aggressive. Passive aggressive, Steve. Uh Cooley High says, What's up, fam? Also, this movie does have a lot of plot holes. When Steve went back to live his life with Peggy, why wasn't there an incursion? I got, I got, listen, I got a list of incursion questions a mile long. 
about what's an incursion. Like the the fact that they were like, well, if you show up in another universe, it's an incursion. I'm, it's a potential incursion. I was like, well, shit, we must have fucked up a lot of universes already, guys. We are fucked. Okay, question about the incursion, because I know okay. you, Vogel, you brought this up before. To me, incursion, that is an 838 term. Okay. So it wouldn't necessarily apply to No Way Home, right? Because I well, think... So it, whatever they call is it, what's affecting their universe? No, no, no. Whatever they call it, like, and again, this is I. It, it, this is all roughly based on a lot of the Illuminati, Illuminati arc and the Avengers back in the day, where there were tons of incursions that yeah. ultimately led to uh, six one six, our our universe and the Ultimate Universe being the only two that were left. But what whether they call it something else in other universes, I don't think they're lying. Like I think they are saying when two universes connect in this way, it causes an event which collapses the universes. I don't think that only happens to their universe. I think that is a thing that exists, whether uh, other universes call it a uh, a slap shot, like whatever you call it, you call it a slap happy universe party. I don't know, but like, it's a thing. I don't think it, I don't think that the 838 is the only universe that's threatened by that. That would be silly. I don't know. I guess I just I, I guess I just took that just because someone from another universe comes to your universe, it's not a it, it's not universal that your universe is immediately going to collapse. Well, then what were they saying? I feel like that was a possibility that if it happens a lot, I just don't feel like one person crosses over. That's it. Game over. But isn't that exactly what their universe's Doctor Strange did? I saw this movie three times. I can't tell you. <laughs> I mean, just to be clear, like, and again, anybody in the chat, absolutely correct me, but the Illuminati was like, our world's Doctor Strange yeah. was trying to find the Book of Ashanti, dreamwalked into another universe, that caused an incursion, he destroyed an entire universe, so even though we got the Book of Ashanti and defeated Thanos, we had to kill him. Yeah. Correct. So if that is true, and one person from their universe dreamwalking caused an incursion, then I would think that half the villains from two Spider-Man franchises showing up is a pretty major incursion. I would think that Steve Rogers going to another universe and spending years and years and years there with his Peggy would potentially be an incursion. And this is just what I mean about, like, maybe you're right, maybe I'm right. But we, for the first time with the Marvel Universe, are in very, like, I need you to draw me a map because based on what you're saying in this movie, I'm very yeah. confused. Yeah, they need, to, <laughs> they need to issue some kind of some kind of book about it because that's what the comics used to do. They'd issue a book explaining the parameters of everything and the characters and what they can do. Uh, let's go. We got uh, 15 minutes left. I know you got to go, Michael. Brandon says, surprise, they mentioned Spider-Man. I kind of thought there might be a Tom Holland cameo of him bumping into Steven on the sidewalk and delivering pizza to Steven, or maybe the cloak remembering who Peter really is. I don't think I mean, touch that. Ramy, I mean, Ramy didn't watch WandaVision. I'm sure he didn't watch No Way Home, but that would have been really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised they mentioned Spider-Man, but like, I do think like even a little bit more in to make it really clear yeah. that the events of no way home were like oh yeah we don't really know who that dude is like that like i i actually think your suggestion is hilarious that would have been awesome would have been interesting. <laughs> um uh, we're uh, getting close to the end of the show so please hit a like on this video if you haven't hit a like on this video for god's sakes and subscribe to the channel down below as we're going along we only have like 100 and 
50 likes, but we got 300 and some, 350 over 350 of you watching us right now. Uh, Lewis Berry says, Avatar 2 trailer is great. Shows what fans loved about the first one without showing too, uh, too much. Favorite uh, Multiverse of Madness scenes for me, Wanda with the other Wanda with kids. I think we covered that, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. We I agree. I think, I think, like, look, I think that is, like, that scene hits. Like, yeah. whether you whether you enjoy the rest of the movie or you have issues with the rest of the movie, I think everyone is pretty clear that Elizabeth Olsen is great in this movie, even yeah. if we have issues with the way they handled Wanda. And I think that scene 100% slaps. Uh, Tukalista says, were Marvel... Oh, sorry, let me bring this up. Were Marvel trying to make a Raimi film or a Doctor Strange film? Raimi-isms took me out of the film a lot. The biggest culprit, though, is the writing. Also true. The worst writing in an MCU film in years. Wow. It was not great. But I do think, you you know, the Raimi... This is the first time, and I, I mean, Marvel has been cr critiqued for in the past. Edgar Wright is a perfect example of this. Sure. For taking directors who really wanted to do their own thing and saying, no, this needs to adhere to these specific guardrails. And I think certain directors like James Gunn and Taika Waititi have sort of very success, Ryan Coogler, have very successfully kind of gone, yeah. pushed the envelope of what a Marvel universe is. So it feels like a James Gunn movie or a Ryan Coogler movie or a Taika Waititi movie, but still kind of fits. Mm -hmm. And I think the issue here is whether you love Raimi, hate Raimi, whatever, anywhere in between, I don't know that Raimi and the MCU fit as well as some of these other directors. I agree with that 100%. Uh, Max Cohen says, uh, if we're going back to the Dark Dimension, bring Mickelson back as an avatar for Dormammu like Kurt Russell was for Ego. <laughs> I would give y'all credit. Y'all, Shannon Shannon loves all of the uh, all of the fun uh, the fun things you guys are coming up with. Y'all are coming up with good ideas. It's true. It's true. <laughs> There's some good stuff here today. <laughs> uh, Latrice says, Doctor Strange's hypocrisy wasn't addressed enough. Oh, it's Ooh. very much brushed under the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very much. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, Nikki says Roca hates everything these days. Um, no, I love Top Gun Maverick. I love Under the Banner of Heaven. I love uh, the new Bosch Legacy season that's going on. I love Tokyo Vice. There's a million things. Oh, I love. Tokyo Vice is great. Everything Everywhere All at love. Once is a fucking great movie. Blackbone when coming out is a great movie. Um, Turning Red was great. So what are you talking about? Roka does not like Roka does not like Runaway Bride. Ask him sometime to tell you about the fight we got in about that one. Jesus, and that was like over twenty years ago. But it was over twenty we, years ago. We got in a fight about Runaway Bride. <sighs> to be continued on another Geek Buddies episode. You know I what? got yelled at, y'all. I got episode. yelled at. <laughs> I hope to, uh, Lewis Perry says I hope Tom Cruise uh, as a superior Iron Man will be in Doctor Strange three or Secret Wars. Hope Jackman is Wolverine in Secret Wars two. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Logan is. Do you see this? This, this is it. This is it. No more Jackman. He did a perfect goodbye. Um, and look what happened to Patrick Stewart when he broke the rules. He got his neck snapped. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Jackman anywhere near the MCU. He did his time. He put in so many movies, crappy movies, but he was great in them. So that's enough. That's enough. I don't want to see. But I love the idea of Tom Cruise coming into Superior Iron Man. That would be awesome. It's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Okay, Max Cohen says no incursion for Cap because it's a time branch within the same reality as opposed to jumping different to jumping different realities. Well, 
I think the writers of Endgame and the directors of Endgame are also not 100% in agreement on that one. So I think, I actually will give you that, like, you're probably right. Like, if, if we're going to say that Cap did go back in time, it's not an incursion. It's just a really weird fact that Cap was hiding in Peggy's house for all those years. But, um, like, do you, like, would it be weird if, like, you know, young Cap goes to visit Peggy in Winter Soldier? And he's, like, you know, like, sitting there with her and, like, old Steve Rogers is like hiding in the back room, like playing on his Game Boy because he doesn't want young Steve to know that he's there. Like it gets a little weird. I think it's funny that you think he's playing on a Game Boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's back there playing solitaire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Lewis Berry says, John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic. Emily Blunt is a visible woman. We've heard that many, many times. Taron Egerton is Human Torch. Dwayne Johnson is a thing. No, 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 no. Michael Fassbender as Doom. No. I, no. You know what would be fun? You know what I can't handle? You know what I really won't be able to handle? If, if Dwayne Johnson was the thing and we had to get the CG Rocky version of The Rock's eyebrow raise, like they would, you know they would do it too. <laughs> Who knows about wrestling all of a sudden? Look at this guy. Um, hold on. We got some Streamlabs here. Uh, JL underscore comics says, love you guys. MCU musical directed by Spielberg? Just kidding. But I'm seriously concerned for Blade. I'm in. You 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 had me at MCU musical. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sh- I'm seriously concerned for Blade. Not sure the MCU understands dark. Um, I think you're 100 right. I would not have thought about this until after Multiverse of Madness. Now I'm like, you can't keep doing these PG-13 approaches to these fucking characters that live in an R-rated world. You just can't. Uh, so. They got to make a decision. Disney has to really make a decision about this shit or incur the wrath and the criticism and not cry about it. It's one or the other. It's you can't have both, you know? Yeah. It seems like doing a, I'm trying to think of PG 13, good vampire movies. Um, Nothing's coming to mind. What we do in the, is what we do in the shadows. PG thirteen or is that R? I think that's R. I think it's R. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder. I mean, look. I don't. This is a bad example because it's so dated, and also we don't talk about Joss Whedon. But Buffy the Vampire Slayer was yeah. on TV, oh, and yeah. and had to obey like TV safe rules, sure. but still managed to tell. A very compelling story. Granted, it's not Blade. It's a very different vibe. So I'm not trying to say it is, but I, 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 it's an interesting challenge. I, personally, I think they have a really great. I think Blade is an opportunity where you can have an R-rated Marvel movie, and people would be fine with that. Okay. Uh, I think they should do that. But I do want. I, I agree that Marvel does have an issue with you can't be the family-friendly four quadrant superhero film for some of these characters and do yeah. them a. F- It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, you end up with Morbius. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Sanchez says, my niece turned to me and said, quote, I needed to see a woman fuck some shit up right now. Ladies going through it here in the U.S. We loved it. All right, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Wait, that was your niece? That was his niece saying that. Yeah. Your niece looked at you and said, wait. How old your niece? She looked at you and said, I needed to see a lady fuck some shit up. I... I want to hang out with his niece. I agree. I agree. Um, Tim Sim. What's up, Tim? Good to see you, brother. He says, I'm not the only one that felt that we just scratched the surface of the Marvel multiverse just five MCU entries in, am I? How do you all think the road will go in the years to come to supposedly secret wars? 
years you're being kind to say years as if it's going to be five or six i think it's going to be a lot quicker than people think secret wars uh, well, I don't know that it will. I mean, like, yeah. like, Mar- like, like, Feige's like, uh, look, we don't know where phase four is going. We've talked about it a lot. This on the main show, like mm-hmm. that we even said this uh, on this week's show with the Fantastic Four, like the, the journey from we're going to make Avengers. We've got Thanos. We've got Infinity Gauntlet seems so simple at this point because phase four is all over the map. I think Secret Wars is where we're going. For anyone who doesn't know, that's where Marvel just collided a bunch of shit and reset their entire universe. It kind of yeah. gives them the opportunity to mix and blend and match everything. Um, it would be a really easy way. It's kind of like what DC is doing with Flashpoint a little bit. It would be a very easy way to be like, everything collided, there was a massive incursion, shit went crazy, and we're going to come out at the other side in a world that has mutants and this and that, and we're good to go and we can move forward. So maybe John's right. Maybe they're trying to get there faster, but it's going to... Right now, it feels like it's a very confusing road, and I'm waiting for them to uh, clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, he, what he said. The, the, the rat. He's the one controlling Vogel right now. It's Rakakuni. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Louis Barry says, Logan was the end for that version of Logan. Give us a version of him running around in yellow suit. I want it like Stuart as a comic book version. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, do you guys want to see him in the yellow suit? I kind of do. I mean, which which Wolverine movie was it that they had the post credit sequence that they didn't use, where he opens up the case and they like there there are screenshots yeah. of it. Oh, I forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it I think that was like more like the the brown and yellow. I mean, it actually looked kind of cool. Granted, it's sitting in a case; it's not on a guy. But yeah. I wouldn't be mad about seeing the classic suit. All right. Uh, Vegetable Tube says, uh, don't know what the third eye does, but I want one in blue. (laughs) (laughs) Look, a blue third eye could uh, seduce a lot of people. You're not wrong about that. That's for sure. Um, I think on Philly G donates and just donating. Love the show. So thank you, Philly. Oh, thank you. You're the best. Uh, All right. Perfect timing. That's all the stream labs and super chats. Is there anything more we need to touch on as we wrap up here over the next five minutes? And please Hit a like on this video as we're wrapping up here. Uh, gentlemen, any final words on this Multiverse of Madness? Anything we might have missed as a, as a spoiler review here that you want to touch on real quickly before we wrap up? Shannon? Yeah, I mean, not that, not that I can think of. I mean, okay. look, the, the movie is a, it's, it's, a, it's a fun ride with the right crowd. And as I said before, because it is pretty self-contained, I don't think what, no matter what you thought of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to affect the MCU going forward that much. Okay. Um, Michael uh, and Shannon, both of you, real quick, going back again. Um, Jixon says, talk about the music. Yeah, Danny Elfman's score. Did you guys like Danny Elfman's score or did you not? I thought it was a bit forgettable, to be honest with you. I, didn't, I wasn't blown away by it like some other people have crowed about it. I didn't quite feel it as powerfully as other things that I've seen Danny Elfman or heard Danny Elfman compose. What about you? My favorite part of the music was when they used Giacchino's theme. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was my favorite part. Okay. Uh, Mike. Yeah. I, you know, as, as, as anyone who's a regular listener knows, Shannon and I are both obsessed with movie scores. And I have to say like with everything going on in this movie, I didn't really come away thinking about the score that much. It hasn't really stuck with me. So yeah. that's probably not a good, and I love Elfman. So that's that's probably not a good thing. I don't know. Okay. Um, any final words, brother, 
on the film or anything else? Just look, I, less about the film and more about like just nerds. Uh, I, you know, we all obviously all three of us love the MCU. Yes. Obviously, most of you love the MCU. I think twenty odd movies in. You know, it's okay to say, hey, this was a fun ride, but I wanted more out of it. And if you loved it, it's okay to be like, look, I, look I've look, i been walking around all week time telling everybody that I unabashedly love Avatar, and I don't care that you think it's Fern Gully meets the Smurfs meets Dances with Wolves. I love it, and I don't <laughs> care. And it's cool. So, like, I think, as we always say here on Geek Buddies, if you loved it and you stuck with us for this two hours of all the things that we had issues with, I love you, first yeah. of all. Uh, <laughs> and, like, that's what we love doing here. Like, we love breaking these things apart. And whether you are on the side of, like, I totally agree with you, uh, I had all those issues, or whether you're like, look, I love you guys, but I disagree, and I had a fucking blast, and my niece needed to see someone fuck some shit up. Like... <laughs> It's good either way. Like, the yeah. best part about it is that we have all these characters existing right now in these universes that we can delve into and spend two hours talking about it. Uh, and so that, that's what I think. Just for all of us to remember that we're all having a blast and that we live in the golden era of geekdom and we should embrace it fully. Certainly. Agreed with that. King Sportcast's uh, Multiverse of Madness is nothing but set up for more films and TV shows. They don't have a plan so far for Phase 4. Moon Knight was unnecessary and not fun in my opinion. I'm tired. I don't think you're alone. I love, I love I'm tired. <laughs> but again, I do. It is. I think it's a it's a bigger phase four thing. And then multiverse of madness with the multiverse. It's a specific thing. It's right. for the first time. We're all a little bit like, cool. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, we need to pretty quickly in the next couple movies. No. Yeah, I agree. Or get an inkling. I agree. And one last thing here. Um, uh, this is the last super chat. Uh, I skipped over it. My apologies. Red dies on team. You guys are looking forward to seeing an order of excitement in the MCU. Young Avengers, Midnight Suns, Fantastic Four, New Avengers. In order of excitement. Real quick. Shannon? I know we got to go. What do you got? Uh, you know what? I will go Fantastic Four, Young Avengers, Midnight Suns, because I don't think we're going to get it, and New Avengers. Mikey, do you have an answer? Young Avengers. Young Avengers. <laughs> Young Avengers. Then Fantastic Four, New Avengers, and Midnight Suns. Dot, 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 dot. Then everything. Young Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we've been Midnight Suns. That's where I lean always. Uh, Midnight Suns, New Avengers, Young Avengers, Fantastic Four. I'm not a fantastic... I don't have the same connection other people do for Fantastic Four. Eh, it's fine. Uh, but it, it's never been, I never collected them, never was that into them. But I hope they do a good job with them. I would like to see them do a good job with them. But that's my overall approach to this in terms of the ranking. So, uh, all right. Well, there we go. Let's uh, get on out of here. Thank you all so much for joining us for our two hour spoiler review here of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. We love the lively chat. Thank you for the Streamlabs, the super chats, the comments, the questions, all of that. And please hit a like on this video as we're wrapping up. Shannon, what do we have to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies. On Instagram, at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung. On Instagram, at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MKTune. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at The Roca Says. Mikey? Um, if you are listening to us from the 616, the 838, the 212, the 310, or the 879, we are glad that anyone from any universe can enjoy the Geek Buddies, and here's what you can do to help us out. 
Definitely, like John said, take a moment right now. Just do it really quick. I know you're like, it doesn't matter if I do it, but it does. You're the one. We want you specifically to hit that like button below. Uh, and subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Check out everything he's got there. You guys are amazing in the chats. We kind of keep an eye on it as we go. Leave your comments in here below uh, so that everybody in the world can see them and that can see all the great engagement we have and that we can see what you guys thought of the movie as well. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us some stars. Leave us some comments, helps us go up in the rankings. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video, post it on your social, send it to your friends, and tell them that they should hang out with your buddies, the Geek Buddies. There you go. And thanks again to uh, Carbon Health for Powers and Sponsors. Everything we do here on the Geek Buddies, go to CarbonHealth.com and see if they've got a facility near you or virtual care uh, that they can help you out in with any healthcare questions that you have. They have 100-plus locations all over the country, 50-plus locations in California alone. You can go get checked out, go get tested. If you're going overseas, go get tested for that as well. They're selling right now two, I think it's two for $20, those kits to test yourself at home so you can make sure you're doing okay as well. I know those have been expensive out there. Sometimes they send them for free. Sometimes you got to go pick them up. They're selling selling them for a pretty good price there at your local Carbon Health. So go to CarbonHealth.com and see if they've got a location near you for you to go pick up those uh, uh those uh, testing kits as well and don't forget they have an app so you can have a doc in your pocket anytime you have any healthcare questions just go on that app and see if they can answer them for you all right thanks so much for joining us you guys are the best we love you madly and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review or a brand new episode here from the geek buddies Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.